All right, what is up, guys? How's it going? Oh, and just as I do that, everything is going to shitter. But how's everyone doing? Hope you're having a great morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you're coming from. And we're back with another stream, another day of Overwatch and group up. There we go. I'm alive now. I'm 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 visible. I gotta make Evie visible. Evie's visible. Okay, no, I can, great. I can be invisible. No, there no, we, go. we can go with that. <laughs> no, no, no. This is good. We got everything's working now. Sorry, guys. As you can see, we got a new overlay. So uh, we're having some little technical difficulties there, but hopefully it looks. Uh, nice and snazzy now so we're welcome for another episode of the group up podcast i'm here with an awesome set of people for the delete roadhog and mercy debate you've heard the discussion you've heard the twitter rants maybe there's been some videos about it too i know a couple of the members here have made one ski i saw your video today um yep <laughs> so let's get right into it firstly let me introduce my guest so in the bottom right ski sc how you doing hi i'm doing good awesome in the bottom left, here to represent Roadhog himself is my man Unsalted Salt. Hey. I like I'm it. Just I like hey. it. What an introduction. That's the true Brit, true British introduction there. <laughs> and in the top left with the wonderful uh, VTube avatar is EVA. Evie, how you doing? Hello, hello. I'm 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 existing. We'll go with that one. I mean, so the thing is, you know, firstly, I want to address the fact that we've got ostensibly two Mercy representatives here. So I want to quickly, for someone who's going to be listening and be like, what? You got two Mercy players? Like, how is this going to work out? Well, actually, Evie, would you like to quickly put on the record that uh, you tend to have quite different opinions to normal Mercy mains. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm kind of the, the, you could, if you want to quickly categorize me, I'm the Doomer Mercy slash we should strive for a better version of our character and not hold on to bad traits of an existing character just out of nostalgia mm -hmm. slash fear of Blizzard's changes. Gotcha. Okay. So on that note, actually, I want to get first and foremost some establishing thoughts to see where everyone stands. So I'm going to ask you two statements, and I'm going to ask you to give me whether you agree or disagree. The statements are, A... Roadhog should be reworked to have no hook and no one shot. Agree or disagree. And then the statement two will be Mercy should be reworked to have no damage boost and no res. Agree or disagree. Salt, I'm going to take it to you first. Each statement, give me your brief stance just for opening thoughts. Uh, opening thoughts Roadhog should not be reworked. I don't see any need. Uh, and then for Mercy, I think she should. Okay. Ski ST. Oh, yeah. Roadhog should be reworked. Mercy should be reworked in the following parameters. What do you think? I don't mind Hog's hook, but I think his one shot is annoying and wouldn't mind seeing that gone. As for Mercy, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of on the fence. Overall, I don't really care if res or damage boost stays as long as we get to keep her movement, but I also don't think that res and damage boost are as egregious as people make it out to be. Okay, and we will we will dive very much into that in a moment. And Evie, how about you? I don't see a world where Roadhog doesn't have hook, but I could see a world without one shot. But okay. as far as Mercy goes, like... When when saying removing damage boost, to be clear, we're not saying removing blue beam. We're saying removing the amplification of damage for others, which I could see absolutely see a world without it. And as far as res, 
I am a mostly large proponent of removing res with the caveat that we should absolutely try it as an earned ability first. Mm-hmm. And if that still doesn't uh, pan out to be better version, then yes, we should strive for a world w- where Mercy does not have res. Okay, so we've already got a nice little range of opinions here. I'm going to start with uh, the hot topic, which is Mercy. Hope Salt will forgive me. We'll get to Hog in a minute, my man. Okay, um, but I'm, I know you got some opinions on Mercy too, and I want to hear them. But this has been the hot topic of discussion, you know. I think recently with obviously Sojourn becoming as meta, as strong as she has been for most of the life of Overwatch 2 at this point, uh, the Mercy question has been thrust in our face. And I think this has been the back and forth. People saying, well, why are you picking on Mercy when Sojourn is the problem? And the counterpoint being, well, yeah, Sojourn is the problem. We've whined about Sojourn. But now this is highlighting to us that Mercy is also a problem. So... To that end, uh, let me take it to Ski first, because Ski, I feel like you've been engaged in some uh, certainly social media <laughs> discussions on this front. So when people say, let's start firstly with damage boost, because I think that's been the, the primary one. Res is kind of people I feel have buy one, get one free on that one. They've kind of thrown res in there. So damage <laughs> boost, do you think it's unhealthy for the game? And if if not, then why? So... All right, I'll try to put this into words as best as I can. Mercy works in such a way that her staff is very specific and finding a replacement for that or trying to like adjust that can be difficult. I've heard some suggestions like, I think the most common and popular suggestion that I've heard from people is to make it like an attack speed modifier, uh, blue beam instead of damage increase. But the biggest problem with that is that you'd end up having people who have their attack speed constantly changing and shifting and throwing off the rhythm of uh, like their shots, which is a whole other problem in its own right. So, I don't know, I haven't seen many suggestions other than that that were really prominent for it. I think that damage boost in general is... Yeah, it does have problems with breakpoints, and in the past we've kind of relied on the devs and hoping that when they release new heroes or they retune heroes, that they will balance them and do that with Mercy's damage boost and also with like other damage modifiers like Zen's Discord in mind. But for Soge, they haven't really done that, which has caused the damage boost topic to come up again. I don't know, like I personally enjoy damage boost because when you think about mercy that's where most of her damage contribution comes in she doesn't really do damage in her own right because when she does damage it's with her pistol but that is quite unreliable and definitely not in the same kind of area as like if Anna were to do damage with her gun because she can easily swap back and forth whereas mercy you have to like swap your weapon and whatnot and it's just so Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Let me let me let me frame it in this way because I think obviously you know this this discussion can end up getting circular a few times. I want to say this: Do you think it's possible that this could be addressed by balancing? Like, do you think they could balance DPS heroes and leave mercy mercy damage boost the way it is? I feel like we've done that in the past, and we could probably continue to do so. And if that's really not possible, then honestly, you could just, like, nerf damage boost a little bit, but add some form of compensation in other parts of Mercy's kit. 
Okay, interesting. I saw salt, and I, I want to get to to Evie because the idea of the faster tax speed is actually one I saw Evie propose as well. But first, I want to get to salt, who was shaking his head vociferously when I said, "Can uh, this be balanced around?" So, Saul, you don't believe that we can basically balance around damage boost? No way. I don't see a world where damage boost, any damage amplifier, is balanced in Overwatch. Like, Zen Discord and Mercy, like, damage boost is so broken when it's, like, on the right things. Especially when it's a Mercy player who has, like, amazing movements. You can't even kill it. You can't even kill the Mercy. And, like, <laughs> I'm there on one of the most OP tanks, like Roadhog and Orissa. And she's just, like, you know, like, in the air like this. And just dodging everything while damage boosting a soldier <laughs> who's ulting me. And I'm just dead in two seconds. I'm like, wow, that's so fun and fair that you can just like you know help every other dps just wipe everything off even when like i get damage boosted by a, a, a mercy right and i go for a one shot it is disgusting damage like especially on a tank so i don't know i i feel like damage boost really has no room in overwatch like especially like health multipliers as well and stuff like that but maybe like in a world yeah they could probably fix it by adding like a diva charge to the right click instead you know so like she can't always just hold right click it has to be like timed correctly or you know um i'm not sure that's the only thing i could really think of for now frankly not, not entirely opposed to that depending on how implemented so resource meter is what we're talking about basically yeah the way defense matrix has one the way mora's healing juice has one a resource meter. Okay, so these are some ideas, and I know I want to I want to hear Evie's first before we kind of get more deep into it. Evie, you've kind of proposed that there should be an attack speed modifier rather than a damage modifier. But, but before I, I kind of get your full explanation of that, the immediate gut instinct would be: Does that not just create a different can of worms? Oh, absolutely. Because you'd have to have some kind of trade-off to not just be purely a nerf, right? You know, you bring in the question: It's at thirty percent. Would it go to thirty-five percent? on a much more limited meter, right? Would that be healthier? Frankly, probably not, because in, in that world, we'd still be wanting lower than 30% damage amplification at then a lower uptime, but then literally not a single person who uses Mercy would be okay with that, even though, hi, hello. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it, it would emphasize a better usage rate, right? Um, and honestly, one of the most interesting thing aspects to that that I actually thought of the last time I was playing was that I, I was always thinking about like the new uptime rate that you can see for your beam for how much usage are you putting on uh, healing beam versus damage boost beam. I thought this is such a useless statistic because it's ticking while nothing is happening. What if we had a statistic for hey, what's your what's your um effective usage rate to where on like say a use uh every fifth of a second it checks did something last hap did you heal or damage boost in the last fifth of a second if yes that's a bonus to your usage rate because right now we just have a which one's on more often and not how effective are you at using your beams right because right now we just have Ah yes, you your 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 blue is active more often, but are you really doing anything with that blue? Because frankly, most mercies just do not put any intelligence into their choice of whose blue is on what. 
and how effective that person is being during that time frame. I think that then amplifies most of the time, Bluebeam is not even an issue. It's again, as with many topics in Overwatch uh, balanced debate, it's an issue when mercies that are properly utilizing the ability is amplifying the issues, no pun intended, because of the ability at hand. The effective, the, the, uh, the value there is much higher. It's like putting in damage boost on a diva 10 meters away. That relative value is pretty low, but say on a soldier who's unloading into a tank that doesn't have armor, that is a full 30% value, right? That the value ratio there is very different. And that's why to many people, Bluebeam can seem like a total non-issue versus people on the receiving end and the people doing it. It feels good to use Bluebeam, to be uh, on the receiving end of a Bluebeam. It feels really bad to be on the receiving end enemy-wise on, on a Bluebeam because the when you're out in the open, you know how fast you die to certain things in FPS games. You know your expected time you can be out in the open. You know how much damage you can take. That 30% feels terrible when out of nowhere you could die 30% faster. That's not a good gameplay mechanic. And it also means that you, you can't outplay a damage boost, which is one of the reasons why I think fire rate can be more interesting because at least you can tell, oh, that's shooting faster. It's still dealing the same damage, but that can then recalculate your decision-making as far as your positioning and evasion. But could so the that's potential... why one reason why, yeah. I was going to say, could the potential time to kill not be similar, though, in effect? Like, depending on... It depends. It, mm. it completely depends on what's being amped. And that's the thing, but is, like, it the... would completely well... change what decision-making you're having. You know, so, so fire, rate on, uh, fire rate on fire rate on a soldier, yeah, it's, it, it is changing the fire rate, <laughs> but at the same time, that soldier is then going to have to hit all those bullets. So before you have the same amount of, of damage on damage amp, that soldier isn't going to have to hit more bullets, right? With, with damage amplification, that soldier still needs to hit all those faster bullets now. That's right? true. Um, so you were trying to say something. I feel like, yeah, that could be interesting, but I kind of agree with like how SVB said it can open up another can of worms because no, for sure yeah. that means like it will just be completely useless on certain heroes, but then really OP on others. Like how you said, soldier, he can just visor, and then you got mm -hmm. the fast rate fire, and you're like, oh, okay, so it's just basically a mini Kiriko ult, and it's just I think like especially on soldier as well, if she could like just get her railgun even faster. Yeah, that would make me um, just so, just so happy, you know. To, to be clear, <laughs> damage amplification does make her get uh, yes, rail faster. Oh yeah, see, that's so. I think I think what Saul was asking is like, will it will will the fire rate increase also make her get her rail faster? Presumably no, because I guess it doesn't ramp up the charge. But the point being, I'm kind of with Salt on that one, where I feel like. The fundamental problem the devs have been having that they've they've got a couple of mechanics and I think the role passives fall into this as well where they're like 
they're trying to be these overarching things where the role passes are like, okay, well, for, especially with DPS, they've struggled because they tried to be like, let's give them a speed boost after the limb. Oh, okay, that's making Genji OP, but useless on Hanzo. Let's give them a reload buff. Oh, okay, that's making like this character stronger, but useless on Hanzo. Shout out to my man, Arg. Um, but that kind of has the same air to me where it feels like, and I'm not trying to just shit on it arbitrarily, it just feels like, well, again, we're going to have some heroes who are very... Yeah. Uh, extreme beneficiaries of the new de of the new boost mercy boost new blue mm -hmm. beam while others are useless and i think i think it doesn't address perhaps the core frustration the players have which is that like a mercy plus a, another hero feels yeah. an insurmountable fight right it's like oh well this feels even worse than a 2v1 um i want i want to hear from skesty because skesty hasn't spoken in a while do you have any sort of thoughts on that sentiment itself or just kind of what is it that you think people dislike about damage boost so much that they want removed and 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 do you have any sort of thoughts on maybe why you disagree i mean i think we've kind of established already why people don't like damage boost so much but in terms of the discussion at hand for fire rate like and just in general i, th I think eva is correct when she's talking about effectiveness of damage boost a lot of players don't actually use damage boost effectively this is most notable in the lower ranks but also can sometimes be seen in higher ranks but it's something that you know unless it's really used effectively it's not something that comes into frustration but in terms of the whole fire rate speed thing yeah i think it's going to end up opening up its own problems and it might end up who knows being even worse than uh, damage boost itself right now because we all know how strong kiriko alt is but then it also on the receiving end of someone else like if you're the dps it's going to be very hard to adjust to a rapidly switching beam because mercy is probably going to be pocketing you and as Mercies do, they swap from healing to blue beam, which means that you're going to have this very constantly changing fire rate, which is going to be really, really hard to be on the receiving end of. And it's just going to feel like garbage for the DPS, and it's probably not going to feel good for the enemy team either. Yeah, and that's a fair point. Um, yeah, I, to, to add on to that, I think a key point that isn't a key thing that's not verbally articulated in conversations about potential changes, but I feel it's very strong to articulate here, or rather the value of articulating here is much higher, is that oftentimes whenever people are listening to a potential change, they think that, ah, yes, this potential change, they're proposing it because they think it'll solve all the issues. Like, why else would you propose a change? I don't think any solution is going to be perfect like like that is naive as fuck to believe so and so with that in mind i'm not even saying that this will fix half the issues with bluebeam not even half i just think that it would be a better situation to be in than to have damage ran bullets randomly deal more damage on the receiving end and that it also like if anything to articulate a reason why i wouldn't just on the mercy end of things it's it would remove the only case in the game where uh, ult charge is being created. So in this game, there's dam uh, damage, you know, is done. And then by healing that damage dealt, you get ult charge. It's a one-to-one -one ratio. Damage amp is the only case in the game where damage done, additional damage done, 
is dealing more ult charge is is creating more ult charge for the person being boosted, but as well as giving mercy ult charge. It's actually artificially adding to the ult ult charge economy, and I kind of like that nuance when you know you can damage boost to create ult charge for your teammates versus your and yourself. So it's actually an example of like it would act it would not be a universally positive thing but i think it would be in a better situation to be able to tweak the ne- the numbers of which this part wasn't uns- uh, spoken yet but it would also be reload speed which i think would be fascinating for mercies who micromanage i know that person just dumped a mag i know they're about to reload and them being able to reload faster would get them back into this game even faster being able to micromanage those kinds of engagements and situations would be far more interesting for the mercy as well as less punishing to be on the receiving end of in a lot of cases but as we stated it is shifting the issue and i think that the overall shifting of the issue would still be putting us in a more positive place as we slowly dwindle down the amount of damage amplification in the game I like that stance. Yeah, I like the stance of like, well, I don't have the perfect solution, but I think this state would be a preferable state um, than than what we currently have. And I, and I think as well, a lot of the frustration isn't even necessarily at mercy players like you and, and Skiesti, who are very clearly at the top at the top end of, of the player base, very clearly are are min maxing the heroes. I think a lot of the frustration comes from what's perceived as a very AFK style of mercy, right? Uh, and I want to kind of right. get thoughts, thought, Salt's thoughts on that as well, like. I've got a suggestion here from SK in chat who says, remove blue beam and make Mercy pistol better. Pull out plus pull out faster. Then she'll be the highest skill cap hero with skill easy skill floor. Oh. So firstly, yeah, go ahead, Salt. Well, here's the issue. Like, yeah, Mercy isn't the most mechanical straining hero, but I think a problem with it is how she's made. You know, like her mechanics is literally just, you don't have to aim the beam even have to look at them you just fly in the sky or you do what you want really with your movement i mean i guess the movement and knowing your position and what to do obviously takes skill you know that's what makes a good mercy from a bad mercy but the mechanics it takes to like achieve the same uh you know i'd say probably you know the hps or whatever of a character moving like this right let's say you're standing still healing like that and the character's going like that a, a bronze player and a GM player, you know, top 500, is still going to get the exact same heals per second from bronze to a GM level. And um, I think that's some of her issues that they need to add, like, layers to her. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what they could do, you know. But they could also just remove her gun and then put it with her staff, you know. So instead, like, if you damage boost enough damage or heal enough damage... I don't know, you can go into a mode, kind of like Bastion, or, and like do something. I'm not sure. But, you know, like these are just random ideas. Do um, you have yeah, the Crackhead I... idea here? The what idea, ahead. sorry? The Crackhead idea here? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, what's that? Keep, keep Blue Beam, no damage amplification, no fire rate amplification, but the Blue Beam is the one that attaches onto enemies for like a, actually... like, a, a small damage over time. Yeah, someone, oh. actually, someone actually said it to me. So I actually recently made the worst mistake of my life, which was I asked random people oh, to send no. me their patch notes for Overwatch. I was like, oh. guys, I'm curious how you guys would balance Overwatch. Send me your patch notes. I got like 50 emails. And I was reading these on stream, and, and there was wild suggestions, many targeted towards Roadhog, which we will get to, where 
motherfucker after motherfucker comes in is like SCB. I will balance Roadhog. I will, I will, I will make the one shot not feel so bad. And then they straight up just buffed. Straight up just buffed Roadhog. They'd straight up just be like, so okay, the hook doesn't do as much damage anymore, but it's six. It's on a six second cooldown now. Or okay, so the so the Roadhog does ten less damage with a shot, but now he can hook people one eighty degrees towards their team. It's like, bro, you're not you're not making this better. You're not making this any better. And one of the suggestions people did make in those various patch notes was, well, what if the the beam attached to enemies instead, and then you kind of like, almost like a Moira beam, right? Then you're kind of running around and you're you're using the movement. Because here's here's the thing I think that is frustrating for people who who are angry about Mercy, is that the I feel like the skill of Mercy is not where the power lies, right? Like there's a disparate there's a disparity between what makes a good what makes a good mercy player and bad mercy player versus what actually gets value in mercy the reason she's strong right now is because damage boosting sojourn is op as fuck right it just makes it makes her so strong and in the past as well or like damage boosting a flower it makes her so strong and yeah i think i think we'd all agree that especially in overwatch 2 the movement of a mercy player is where their skill lies i think again i i think of many ski sd clips that come to my mind where she's pulling off some crazy crazy movement just to survive and i think the only time this really comes to light is in stall situations right when when there's a stall situation and again i've seen ski do this many times just bouncing around making you know keeping the point alive keeping it going keeping it going just un unkillable surviving through world war three and then you look at that and you think damn that's a player who knows their hero in and out right that's a player who can who can maximize every facet of their character and yet ironically the reason again the reason she's meta is because she hold one button it makes other characters stronger other characters already kind of broken now is more broken so i feel like there needs to be a way to align those two where maybe there needs to be something more tied to the again i don't have the immediate idea but something more tied to the skill of the movement that would allow her to express her skill and her output as salt said whether it's a gm mercy or a or bronze mercy once they tr activate the beam the output is the equal now. Of course, there's so much more nuance than that. I understand, you know, the target choice, when to do it, when to yellow, when to blue, and also, like, surviving and being in the right position. Of course, there's all of that. But at the end of the day, the output remains. And I wonder if there should be some better way to, to tie the actual input to the output, I suppose, is, is what I would say. Well, before we say anything on that, I think that there's another grounding point to be had here. The... The, the we're, we need to separate but also still talk about how these are all intertwining. The value there with surviving that you gave the example with Skiesty, the value isn't well, there, there's, there's two perspectives on that value, but the value isn't getting more value as in functionality. The value is continuing your functionality over time, where you can argue you know, if you're taking enemy's attention that's value if you're taking if you are surviving and continuously if your beam is not turning off that is your existing value but not stopping the value of survivability is just by not dying by can like as long as your beam is active you are providing value right and so there, the difference there is less about survivability as giving value it's that the value is just not stopping. It's a slight difference in perspective on how you're seeing that value, right? And where the way I, I would put it is that with when it comes to Mercy and her value, as we as many have been talking about of how little effort you can put in to get you know that minimal value, my personal perspective is 
you put in 20% of the effort, you get 80% of mercy. But to get that last 20% of mercy, you have to put in 80% of the effort. It's, it's a very disproportionate effort. And that's why some of the highest in mercies are so min-maxing different aspects of our kit is because of how much min-maxing you have to put in to get that little bit of extra value, which is why movement in Overwatch 2 is so much higher proportional value is because of just continuously putting in the existing beam value while adding that skill expression. And so time. we yeah. can then talk from there about, okay, so what does increasing the skill value of her movement do besides the existing of, all right, well, what can you add to that? The, the, the value is already there, surviving. What else can you do about the movement other than it's just fun as fuck to do? Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Just, to, just sort of to summarize, was uptime is is yeah. is is like skill right uptime is skill um and staying alive i mean skc i'm curious if if you've got any thoughts on, on all this like just where the skill expression lies and if that's being realized fully like i i think i agree with evie that it feels like to the the 20 80 thing you know you get to get a large amount of mercy's kit is is fairly straightforward but to get that extra last bit is where you you guys are squeezing the juice out so, okay, I kind of want to um, just touch on something that was kind of talked about earlier first. I <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to, sure, like, no, no, go ahead, so go I ahead, go ahead. But uh, feel free the... to interrupt as well. Feel free to be like, hey, 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 I got something to say here. Uh, so when we were talking about, like, Mercy's pistol, I, uh, I have heard so many suggestions about Mercy's pistol and the fact that people want Mercy to be... <laughs> Skilled in the way of when it comes to when most people think about skill for Overwatch, they think about like aiming intensivity and whatnot. And Mercy doesn't really have a lot of that, obviously, because she has her staff and that's just how it works. But Mercy is and has kind of always, you know, been this hero with what everyone says low skill floor, high skill ceiling. She's a, like, people are able to pick her up and get some value out of her, but then you can really push her to get that, like, full, complete value. But I, I don't think any Mercy player or, like, if they do, they're a rare percentage, wants Mercy to be pistol-oriented in any kind of way. And you shouldn't have to make heroes oriented towards their aim to make them quote-unquote skillful in your opinion like it's just a very frustrating conversation because it's not it doesn't work with the hero especially the way that her staff is designed and it's just like no one wants that yeah and in I, terms oh sorry can i say something yeah go solve. i i see what you're saying but like i don't know i feel like she could use something which takes skill in the aiming places because I don't know her pistol. Even though like it's rather weak, right? So where her power lies, it's in you know the pocketing of like boosting and healing at the right time, essentially. So why are you ever going to use your pistol if uh you know you can just pocket a soldier? But like if there was if she was reworked into where her secondary fire was actually 
useful and would probably, you know, change the, you know, the fight in your favor. I think why not, you know? And it would add like a layer of skill for her and timing as well on top of that. But I get it. Like a lot of people who okay. play Mercy don't want, you know, it to be aim based. But I don't know. I just think it's very abusive with how like the damage boost is and the healing. But yeah. Okay. So I'll ask a question here and I'll, I'll go first to you, Salt. Uh, why does that metric not apply to Winston and Reinhardt? Like these guys, I don't think anyone would be like, yeah, man. Uh, Roadhog more skillful than Winston or Reinhardt, no offense, Salt. Um, very few people, let's say, would say that. And yet those characters pretty... Oh, yeah? Remove Reinhardt. He's an MMO hero. He has oh, no okay, place okay, in the game. Okay, no okay, place okay, in the game. Okay, Get rid so... of him! Delete him, Blizzard! Sorry. Okay, so... Um, you're, so... But, so, so... Um... I think some heroes don't require skill and others do. Like Reinhardt, literally the only skill where it takes Reinhardt is mind games. That's literally it. It's like being in your other, like the Ryan's head, right? That's the, uh, where this skill comes from. I think when it's any other matchup, Ryan is a f so. Can I swear, by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, Ryan is a fucking horrible hero to play with and against because, like, you just have to play around him in a, in a row. Like, oh, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep, we're all behind you. Yep, death ball. Yeah, it's very, it's not fun at all. And on top of that, his kit is stupid. And then, on, like with Mercy as well, when you play with a Mercy, you can't play in a certain way as you, when you're a tank as well yourself. And um, I'd say Winston. I know Winston, yeah, doesn't really take aim, but he's more, I, I'm not sure with the argument with Mercy and Winston. I, I think Winston is more of a, decision-making hero just like Mercy, but I'm I'm not sure. I'm more aligned with Reinhardt shouldn't be how he is because, like, he just forces stupid comps and so does Mercy because... I'll give you an example. Like, I'm playing Roadhog, right? Another person playing Roadhog. They have a Kiriko and an Anna. I have a Kiriko and a Mercy. Now, the right play there for me is to play safe and just wait for my soldier and Mercy to pop off. And that's just, like, me waiting forever. And ever and it's just like okay and then i'm just there like you know bent over just taking it because i can't do anything your modus operandi yeah yeah and then it's just the same for reinhardt as well like reinhardt um just literally forces the same thing from the supports as well and um with monkey i'm not sure actually that's a good point monkey i i think they should add skill to monkey as well because there's loads of tanks who one trick that hero and like they think they're God's green earth gift to fucking Overwatch <laughs> when they're not. It's like, it's okay. an easy hero. My dead I might have, okay, no, I might have, I might have asked this question to the wrong tank player. Because I, I was expecting that, you know, obviously I, I think most tank players would say that Winston and Reinhardt are fun heroes for the game. Sorry, Salt. They would say, I think, you know, th these are good heroes, healthy heroes for the game. And... That they are skillful heroes, I think more more important. I don't. I've I've very rarely seen. Of course, Monkey now has his sniper monkey, the right click, right? He has a thing that requires aim. But I would For argue sure. that very few people in the Overwatch community, percentage wise, believe that Ryan and Winston need to have some sort of mechanical addition to their kit to make them skillful. Uh, yeah. I think that's I mean, that. Go ahead. No, I agree. Like, oh no, obviously, like Monkey is a fun hero. So is Ryan to an extent, but like. I don't, for me, personally, I don't see Ryan should be in an FPS ability game. He just, 
they need to change something about him. And with Monkey, uh, I think he's perfect. It's just that he's heavily countered. I think Monkey is a fun game. Everyone, a fun game, fun character. Hello guys, SCB here. Just want to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up Podcast to say that if you've been enjoying this content, then please do consider supporting me directly via Patreon. It really does help since Patreon only takes about 10% of your money, where YouTube and Twitch take 40 and 50% respectively. So it supports me and allows me to keep making videos no matter how many views they do or don't get. Also, if you are really enjoying this discussion, then why not consider watching some of my other content? First and foremost, my Twitch stream where this podcast is hosted live, and I stream five days a week doing a bunch of other things as well. If you're not much of a Twitch viewer, then you can check out the SVB side channel, where all the best bits from the stream go straight to YouTube in highlight format, including VOD reviews, gameplay, and streamer formats, such as the Fantasy Overwatch or Rank Gauntlet that you may have seen other streamers participate in. And finally, if you're sick of Overwatch, then you could check out my other channel, The Soak, which is where I do movie and TV breakdowns. And I've done videos on things like Avatar The Last Airbender, Pixar's Up, and anime like Haikyuu. So if any of that sounds up your street, then all the links are in the description. But now, back to the discussion. We'll, 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 we'll get to the tank discussion in a sec. Well, the only reason I'm kind of bringing it up, these two heroes, is because I feel like the argument you made, and th- by the way, there's like eight wars going on right now in chat because SK is fighting a pistol war with Ski and Eevee. Uh, there's a, I'll get to the discussion about Overwatch League as well. Meanwhile, Slav Shock is in here telling Salt that he needs to suck a dick for like his Reinhardt opinions. I think Boger is probably somewhere as well about your Winston. So there's like eight wars going on. So I want to try and like, you know, reframe the discussion properly. Um, the reason I brought up Ryan and Winston is because, like I said, I don't think there's many people who, who would judge them as needing mechanical inputs or outputs to be skillful because there's a lot of nuance to how the characters are played. I think, yep. whereas this is double standard for Mercy, right? Where we kind of, I think when people are like, well, she's a skillless hero, add something that makes her shoot, add something that makes her aim, and then I'll be happy. Can now, I... fundamentally... Yeah, go ahead, Sol. All right, I can just say difference. Like, Reinhardt and Monkey don't make OP heroes even more OP, but Mercy does. I think there's the line, you know? But, yeah, you can carry on, sorry. No, no, I think that's a no, fair no, point. A I, point. I, it's a good point, and that's exactly why I think there is so much ire, is that... The frustration again. I think the frustration that Mercy brings out from other heroes, Farah, Echo, sometimes Sojourn, or in other cases in the past, like Ash or Cassidy or something like that. That's obviously it's a very complicated issue. I don't think it's simple as like people are sexist and they hate Mercy. That I don't think it's like it's as cut and dry as that. It's a lot of nuance. One of those being what you pointed out. Another point being again where we spoke about. Can I jump onto that? Yeah, go ahead. Well, one, please reference our previous talk about this. That yes. entire, like, th- what was that, three and a half hours? But two, there, this is a whole other discussion that I, I have an, a deep amount of sympathy for the SKSD being the fucking leading the charge on this fucking dumbass internet argument. And I would make tweets on this, but you can't fully articulate this, this situation in a couple tweets. Otherwise, I would try. But the situation is people are overlapping separate issues of there is sexism let's not pretend there isn't but then people are overlapping their frustrations on a character they see as no skill their frustrations on a character that gets more value than the same amount of effort put onto a different hero and then they're overlapping the arguments of of genuine or like criticisms of the game design and the hero design and the problem is nobody's wrong here Nobody's wrong here. But then when when someone tries to express their frustration 
i.e. scarcity of the sexism they receive, people then frame it as uh, these mercy players can't take criticism about their hero. They just blame it on sexism. No, sexism is happening and the hero's dog shit needs to be fucking reworked. Both can <laughs> coexist. But the people are trying to then make a fucking pseudo culture war out of it and saying mercy players can't take a grip. And it's like, no, we just are struggling out here on separate issues. Ski, These ski, issues you to are, say something are both well. existing. Anyway, so, go on. Sorry, no, I just, I just wanted Ski to chime in because I felt I saw I heard like an exasperated go, groan from Ski <laughs> yesterday yeah. there. I have, I haven't even like been that active on like on Twitter in regards to this mercy discussion as I have in the past, like in other discussions, because honestly, it doesn't end up being worth it most of the time because no one cares to listen. And when you're trying to explain things, then, oh, you're crying because your hero might get touched. Like, no, I don't care about damage boost and res. I don't. Like, what I, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. But, like, then they make it out to be like, the mercies are crying and they're whining about their hero and they're victim blaming themselves and all this other stuff. And it's so boring and it's so BS. And it's like, what? where did you get that from? Like, you objectively give your opinion, and then people make it out that you're, like, overreacting or making something up when you're just talking about something. It's so frustrating. I mean, that's Sorry. happened to me as well. Like, I'll make a comment about balancing, and everyone will be like, hog player, or, like, tank, you know, nothing, da-da-da. Like, it just happens. It's just trolls and idiots online. But I think there is a weird stigma around mercy it's like people are afraid to talk about her as a character because they'll be you know attacked or like you know people do like i've been i've heard people like flame mercy players because you know it's an easy character and women play her like as essentially you know by the person who's flaming who says those comments but like i think in 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 general people like, without the sexism or anything, Mercy just low-key ruins the game with how she is right now. But so does Roadhog and so does Orissa. So, I think people personally get invested in how their characters are. They get attached, personally. And then, so when you say anything about their character, they get mad and act like they're personally attacked as well. So it's on both ends, you know? Yeah, I'm so glad I finished sipping my drink when when Salt just comes out with that one. But I, I, I was there was a deep sadness I felt in that you were like, Mercy is just bad for the game, but so is Roadhog, so is Arisa. No, but like, like there's his... tremendous sadness in there. I mean, no, Ro I mean we're not talking about Roadhog right now, but Roadhog does need enough. Yes, so like uh, obviously he does, but there's a lot of problems with the game. Like balancing or not, the game is so fucking buggy. Either way, it's the most it's it's the worst state it's been in for so long. And I know I just hate I just fucking hate Mercy the way she is. Like I don't I don't care who's playing it. I think the the character is fucking stupid. You're you're gonna you're gonna hard pocket a DPS player that can one shot a tank from across the map, and then we finally kill it, and then you're gonna res it for free. It's like oh that's that's really healthy for the game. That really makes me want to play tank for the rest of my life. That does that, <laughs> like eventually we're all gonna die out. No wonder they made it five v five because like six v six like there's no tanks alive anymore. No, yeah. wait, wait, can I just say something? Yes, Koski. I know that this is not, like, 
on topic of blue beam, but since Salt said it, and I've been seeing this everywhere, straight up, listen, I've played 27 hours of Mercy in, like, high-ranked lobbies this season, and my resurrection stat per 10 is 3.62. I use that ability less than four times per 10 minutes. That's ridiculous. I have an ability that I barely get to use. Like, and it's yeah. not for lack of trying. There's just no opportunities, especially in high rank. So these ideas that, oh, Mercy's yeah. LOS reses BS, and oh, she just reses the tank. Yeah, but do you know why? Like, use every all for it. Like, no, you're exaggerating. It's, okay, so if, it, if, it, if it's barely used, just remove it. Because exactly. I only... don't want that ability anymore. I want Let's something I can do. I don't care. <laughs> so we're on okay. the same page. Oh, we all agree. My, my problem, I mean, like, the thing is, is like, that situation with the reses, it's like people know it's gonna come, so they watch it. It's the same yeah. thing with Roadhog as well. Like you know it's gonna come, so you just watch for it in high elo. I, I think that's the thing, like that's why they should remove res in general. Like I agree, like not even like like being annoyed by the character, but if it's barely used, then there's no point in having it, you know? I mean Exactly. So, well, I think, here, I think enters, Mercy play here enters my side of this discussion though. I would say of i still think res has a chance to be implemented in a way that isn't fucking obnoxious and it is purely a change in how it is given to mercy i.e making it an earned ability based off of how you typically earn old charge but then applying it to a meter of earning res because most of res's issues comes from in my opinion twofold uh, well three but they all they all overlap you feel like you can't prevent it you feel like killing her doesn't really do anything she'll just come back next fight and have it and she has it at the start of a match right these are like key issues with resurrect so to start off with having a res to say on a defensive situation your widow gets a pick do they have mercy all right congrats your widow did in fact not get a pick <laughs> Like, is that is that good gameplay to have such high value to nullify someone else's skill and impact by the click of a button in a defensive position, in cover, you can't fucking get rid of it. Maybe if you have a far with boop, the boop around a corner, good luck with that one, fam. Sure. <laughs> but otherwise, you basically get a free undo button. Well, if Rez was an earned ability, she wouldn't have it at the start of the matches. That nullifies a lot of frustration with it. If Rez was an earned ability, her skill and value of getting uh, certain things faster with her implementation would separate good mercies from bad mercies. The value of staying alive is raised because if you're staying alive, you're likely getting Rez back. The value of killing the mercy is higher because if she's dead, she's not getting her Rez back. If you kill her d during Rez, it's not just going to be back in 30 seconds. She needs to earn it again. You know, there's so many reasons why an earned res could be a better situation. And it's just mind-boggling that, and I'm going to, now that Jeff Goodman is no longer on the team, I can be a little bit spicier because I've had many DMs with him over the years about this. Jeff Goodman, for those who don't know, was the previous hero designer and has been was working at Blizzard for 15 plus years, worked on WoW, then titan before overwatch and then the entirety of overwatch's hero designs we owe to him i'm not gonna say it's purely bad jeff goodman did a lot of good for overwatch but he is a very stubborn man 
and the notion of the number go up on your ability to indicate that you're earning it it makes mercy too complicated just spits in the face of any respect for your players any respect for the notion of the fact that by the way mercy is i will die on this hill already one of the most complicated heroes in the game and no one's willing to admit it when you get into the nuance it's just that the the other unspoken part is she's also so simple you don't need to know anything to get the most value out of her she's so fucking simple you don't need to know all that nuance she just already works you, you she just already is so simple but if you dig into it, she has some of the most complex, nuanced aspects of her kit out of any other hero. Have you seen that F1 screen? That F1 screen's already leaving out a fourth of her kit because they don't know how to fucking articulate to their players how to fucking teach them, and they don't actually educate their players on how heroes work. Mercy's actually very complicated in the nuance, but you don't need to know that nuance because she doesn't have to know that nuance. So we're in the situation where they're too scared to make her, their heroes a tiny bit more complicated in the most simplistic way possible to make their game healthier because they're too scared. Fuck it, make Rez earned, and we would be in a situation where Rez isn't as frustrating to play against, healthier to play with, more rewarding to get. And it's just, here we are in a situation where, I'm sorry, number go up because you're healing, too complicated. Yeah, I mean, again, I agree. I think like your previous uh, suggestion, it's one of those situations where I, I can already anticipate some people being like, yeah, but I shot guy, I killed guy, and you rest guy with button. Why? I'm so sad. But it still alleviates that large areas of, of the frustration. So it will never be perfect. And I also agree with uh, the complicated equals bad in Blizzard's eyes. On the one hand, I must sympathize, obviously, and I, I'm also trying to come to terms and cope with Overwatch 2 as an even more casual game than Overwatch 1 was where even yeah. more sections of the game are cordoned off just to be like no 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 just just keep it simple man keep it easy doesn't matter we don't need this we don't need that and it's been a Esport, uh, by the way yeah it's been a great source of frustration and again that, that's the thing Overwatch is always I think we could we could summarize a lot of these discussions like Overwatch always wants to have its cake and eat it too it always oh. wants to be a casual game but we're also an esport we want to be an accessible game, but we won't do too much to like shut down some of this harassment and shit either, right? I mean, they've done better jobs in Overwatch 2, but still. It's like, the Mercy discussion is another example of this, where it's like, well, it's almost a uniquely Overwatch problem to have this character that has so much accessibility that is almost so disproportionately played by people of, of, of marginalized genders, essentially. And yet there's so much like hate and ire rammed towards it for reasons outside the kit, and yet, at the same time, the kit is also frustrating. The kit is also one that justifiably gets people riled up because they're like, well, this just doesn't align with what the principles of the game you set out. So, like, all of that 100% makes sense. And I've had my own encounters with the devs of, like, when I when I, I was I was asked to make a, a guide video for supports that would go... Back when they were doing their initiative of, like, sponsored Overwatch videos. Uh, and I made a guide on supports... And I was, I was doing the section on Mercy, and I was like, okay, Mercy's blue beam damage boost 30%. And I was asked to take that part out because it was too complicated. It was like, no, right. no, no, no. Fuck that Thir shit. That is 30 they were like, they were like no, 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 no. Just say, it, just say it makes it more damage. I was like, yeah, but isn't it important for players to know that it's 30%? And they were like, no, just tell it, just say it does more damage. Um, so, like, all of that <laughs> is, is a very... 
I think it's a good nutshell of like the the the, the different strands we're being pulled at, right? Where it's like on numbers the one are hand, too hard for our players. They are very struggling pe people. We have a very special player base. No numbers allowed. Which again is like such a weird dichotomy because we have so many like random nuances in the game that, yeah, they deserve like again the whole. I, I don't want to get too heated, but even the you know the super Go jump thing. It. No, Keep even going. the super jump thing was done in this way, right? Where it was like, well, why should we have this part of this kit that a character can't access? Like everyone should know how to do super jumps. Here's a button for it. Meanwhile, League of Legends and Dota, like the most popular games, have like you know massive essays worth of text on everything and and detail everything in their patch notes. Patch notes that we barely get to see half the time, don't have developer comments half the time. Nowhere can you see the numbers of any characters in the game. You have to go to an external Wikipedia to see any of that. So it's like all these sorts of... I don't want to get into all of that. I actually want to hear from Skiesti. Um, actually, just, okay, right, yeah. right before Ski. The fact that we learn official numbers on how certain aspects of Heroes works by the from patch notes of when they're changed in the first place. Sometimes we get a change for an ability, and it's like, change from this number to this number. It's like, and I'm just sitting there just like, it was that number? Yeah. Literally, like, there's just no numbers. Like, okay, Sol says he's going to go to the bathroom real quick. But yeah, like, there's just like, nothing, like, again, if there was no external Wikipedias, we would all be blind. None of exactly. us would have a way of knowing. Like, even small details like, well, how big is an Ash Dynamite in terms of numbers? What is the radius? And if they changed it, we wouldn't, you know, we would never know until they told us. So it's like, exactly, it's all these sources of frustration of like, well, what is this game? Is it, is it a competitive? But we're kind of deviating. Although I, I will add here, Skis, did you want to have anything to say? Because I want to direct it to SK's Owl conversation for a little bit, because I think that might yeah, be an interesting I one. Yeah, I actually... I have a question for EVA in terms of like earned res. So, um, uh, before I say the other thing, I'll I'll say like, okay, well, what happens if they do make res earned, and then you've got a mercy that's potentially earning res even faster than thirty seconds? Isn't that going to be frustrating for people to play against? That like, is their that is their fault for not punishing the mercy. That gives them the opportunity to punish the mercy. If they don't want that mercy to have res up as often. Focus her. If she has res up too often, that's your fault. Focus her. That no, that that's the thing. Is like it, the existing of thirty second number is as frustrating as it is because you have no power to in, influence that as an enemy. If she dies by the time it's relevant again, the next fight she has it again. You have no influence to reduce that number as the enemy, or rather, like, increase the the downtime as the enemy. The, the point is, is that if she has it up more often than 30 seconds, which I would say the highest potential chance with Valk, because Valk, you would earn it faster, maybe like 18 seconds. But it's like, that means that she would have had to get so much fucking healing and value. What are you doing? Punish her. And this comes coincides with, I do actually agree, her current movement is a tiny bit too good. That's the thing. It's like, the but it's so hard to talk about this with anybody really because some people are like yeah fucking nerf her movement into the ground no 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 her existing base movement is the is all we have left of enjoyment in this fucking hero without mercy's movement i would have left this fucking community three years ago maybe four like her movement is what makes her fun like Getting some small benefits here and there because of your knowledge, gameplay knowledge. That's some bonuses. Her movement is what makes her fun. 
I would argue is stuff like if you're going to make super jump an objective part of the game, why not add a second cooldown and make it five seconds? GA is still two seconds, but what if, say, a second uh, super jump cooldown instead of super jump every two seconds, which is part of why it's so often. That's just a single example of don't be afraid to add a, an additional cooldown to because you added an additional functionality to the to the ability. That is a lot more functionality to an ability being able to super jump every two seconds, right? And so, like, I think that's the kind of conversation that needs to be had of, like, she does have an immense amount of verticality and very high movement uptime and that her survivability is really high and I would argue is too high, but the most people's view of what a nerf would be to her movement doesn't keep in context of what her movement is because most of the time without her movement she's nothing but also without a teammate she has no movement so it's like there's so much nuance that goes into play of like do you do you know how defenseless a mercy is if she doesn't isn't an ls of her teammate we've all seen it we've all seen that little mercy movement of like oh no i'm alone and it's just you feel bad for killing her because she is fucking alone and useless right it's like all keeping in mind these contexts influence how you need to keep in mind how you need to change the hero. And it just, that's what's so frustrating about most Mercy conversations is, frankly, most people have no fucking clue how to articulate the actual values of Mercy and her drawbacks, because most of the time her drawbacks are not super visible. Most people don't understand what's out of sight is out of mind to you, but is very much so a reality regardless of if you don't see it. Which also very, very nicely segues. Sorry, Skis, anything else you want to add to that? Oh, I mean, I kind of just wanted to have a conversation about earned res and um, kind of parts of my opinion on res. Yeah, um, go for it. <laughs> so, okay, this is definitely going to be a hot take. Uh, but before like I get into my opinion on earned res, and this is going to be like very hot take, I think that if at the beginning of a fight, if a widow gets a pick on your back line and they're right next to a wall. I don't think it's that big of a problem that Mercy can just res them because straight up, like, those are some of the only reses that she's able to get off is ones, like, in cover stuff that is um, able to, like, bend line of sight or stuff that is at the beginning or ending of fights, like, or in Valkyrie where she has a bit more flexibility. But in terms of her res, I really don't think that, like, I don't like it, and I would prefer, again, just to clarify, that I had an ability that I used more often, but that's part of the problem. Like, I barely use this ability because it doesn't feel like, especially at higher ranks, that there is the opportunity to use it, and most of it, yeah, is, like, preventing those initial picks. And I don't think that there is something wrong about having counterplay to you know a one shot i think that's fine in my opinion um i know that's probably a hot take because a lot of people don't agree with that and they're really upset because they're like i got a pick but the mercy rezzed like okay yeah but she's not gonna res immediately again like 30 seconds later like that's just fair, it's yeah. not gonna happen to be fair inter integrating what i was saying before though is like yes i don't, I don't think rezzing I don't think ever rezzing a Widow pick is an issue. I think being able to do it instantly at the start of a match with no build-up or no 
like you didn't you didn't earn that res like you you, you just had that's like you just free pick undo button at the start of a match is not yeah, but rewarding for you that's not rewarding for you that's not rewarding for the enemy widow that doesn't feel good and it's just your widow let's also be honest here your widow's probably just going to get picked again in like five seconds <laughs> a lot of like, the times that does happen but in consideration to like the whole res meter and like earning it and whatnot it's like that same frustration is going to happen, especially if, like, Mercy is getting res even faster than 30 seconds. Like, that same fr that frustration is not going to go away just because we make res an earned ability. It might not happen at the beginning of a fight, but it's not going to uh, disappear. Can I just... Wait, am I me? Oh, no, I'm not muted. No, I kind of agree with um, Yesi. Like, I think res from a mile's way is fine. I think just the issue is that is her damage boost, you know? It's like, you work so hard to kill that one hero that's just, like, fucking your entire team, and then it gets rezzed again. But, like, the issue isn't the hero coming back uh, back to life. The issue is that it's so consistently good. Like, the damage boost is so good, so it's always a problem. So then when you get rid of it, and then the problem instantly comes back, that's the frustrating part, right? So I think... Res isn't such a massive issue, even though like Res is low key like a creeping powerful ability because it's a five v five matchup. So if you get one pick, that's a big lead. So getting that back does help a lot. But yeah, like I said, the damage boost is more of a problem because it just makes something OP even more OP. Or like you know when you res a tank, it's like oh great, now we got to go through like twenty abilities to try and kill Arissa again. So like. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd say the damage boost is more of a problem than the res. Ski? No, I would agree with that. I think, obviously, most people are more frustrated with the damage boost, and that was, like, the main conversation, and that's why we were talking about it before res, but then everyone was just like, oh, we're, you know, bringing up Mercy again, so we might as well talk about her res, and while we're at it, why not throw in her movement, too, and let's just talk about all of the whole shebang. But uh, we were on the topic of Mercy's res, and we talked about damage boost earlier, so I wanted to put my two cents in about at least that part. But yes, I do agree that damage boost is the more prominent part of this whole conversation and why Mercy br like got brought up in the first place. Yeah, I think the, the other facet to this is that a lot of this discussion has only come to the fore with how Overwatch 2 has, has progressed, where one-shots are king. So I, I actually feel like a wider discussion here is that supports have stopped really being able to support a little bit. And I think the reason Mercy is so strong and quote-unquote frustrating is because she's one of the few supports who can actually interact with the one-shot meta, right? Like, she enables certain one-shots, and then she can res a one-shot. Whereas, like, you know, I've been playing a lot of support recently, and I play, like, an Ana, and I'm like, sometimes I'm just sat there in front of my DPS, bam, their head gets blown off, and I'm like, well... As a support, I, I I had no fucking interaction with that whole dynamic. Like, I'm watching, you know, the, the idea of a support is supposed to be I keep my team up, I sustain them in this fight. But when so much of the game is decided by, wheat, something flew across the map, killed this guy. You're just like, oh, I guess I'll just DPS then, right? And I'll just shoot stuff because that's my job now. And and to some extent, that's what was promised in Overwatch 2. That's what we were told. Like, okay, well, supports are going to be more carry potential, more active, but... Ironically, it feels like Mercy actually might be one of the few supports who supports. 
who actually just like, you know, we've discussed this before, is like a multiplier. She's not necessarily like, I'm going to pop off, fellas. Like, I got the Glock, let's go. It's much more like, I'm actually going to help other people realize their potential to the fullest. Whereas, again, I feel like for a lot of other supports, the game is now very heavily like, well, my team are going to die whether I heal them or not because something's going to blow their head off from 200 to 0. So I may as well do some other stuff. So I wonder and if part so of that... Go ahead. Go ahead, I, I mean, so so that's actually a point that Ski kind of already made, but f how you phrased it differently of, like, being able to interact with the one-shot meta it is, like, being able to phrase it like that definitely helps put it in perspective of understanding like you know besides like bap lamp you're not gonna bap lamp a widow headshot unless you like are specifically being like hey widow you want to peek with lamp like you're not doing that very often as at all or like being able to nano your widow which is comical and actually works occasionally but that's not part of your typical kit that's an ultimate right and so i think that's a good a very good way to put it of like mercy is kind of the only hero we have that can on a reliable basis do anything to one shots which is is fair but i i do still think that coexists with earned res but at the same time i also think that that's why the point i was trying to make when i was replying to ski is like the the conversation of should a one shot have more value a second into the match right should a one shot be denied a moment into the match i i think that's a core part of the conversation I, I want to focus on because that's that's one of the key things that is fixed via or an earned res. Because while we, we do I do I do want to have the conversation of what would replace res eventually in this call. But I, I do also think that like the conversation of interacting with the one shot meta and and like Ski said, uh, you know, I don't think it's an issue to res a widow one shot. I just think what are the parameters around that? and the situations around that, right? Ski, I'm curious as your take, because, you know, you kind of alluded to this a second earlier, but, like, people aren't happy with the damage boost. They aren't happy with the rest. They aren't happy with the movement. What are they happy yep. with, you know? Like, so what? why do you think there's, like, all this compounding uh, thing, like, you know, effect with Mercy where people are like, every part of our kit we don't want? I think that... <laughs> okay, so this is probably not going to be a take that people like, uh, but realistically speaking, Overwatch is a game. It's, yeah, it's an FPS, but it does have those mobile-like qualities, and with that comes utility. And what does that mean? It means shields and resurrection, and it means stuff like invulnerabilities, and it means stuff like damage modifiers or debuffs or whatever. And it means crowd control and all this other stuff. And a lot of people get frustrated playing against those things, but it is built into the game. It is the way that the game functions, and it's a main mechanic of the game across, you know, sports and tanks mainly. But, like, if you don't like that, and it's so frustrating for you, then Overwatch might not be your game. Like, if you just want everything aim-intensive and aim-based, like, I don't know, go play Valorant or something. I, I don't know, whatever game those are. Like go play a strictly FPS game instead of playing Overwatch, because these things are in Overwatch whether you like it or not. Yep. It's not just going to randomly disappear. It's part of the game. 
Salt, no, I want to hear from I, you. I on, sorry, sorry. That. I just want to, because I know Salt no, has yeah, not yeah. spoken in a while. Salt, respond. Yes. Respond. Um, I think it's, like, I get where Ski's coming from, but I think it's kind of a bad take where it's like, oh, if you don't like it, go find something else. Because, I don't know, for me, like, I'm fine with Mercy's movement. I'm fine with her, uh, with her res, essentially. I'm fine with, you know, the Valk and everything in the sky, you can't touch her, you know? Um, but what I'm not fine with is the damage multiplier, you know? when Once you touch health multi like multipliers or armor or, like, damage boost, it that's when the game becomes a problem. Because, like you said, they don't tell you. So how are you supposed to know? And then when you're met with it, it's the most frustrating thing in the game. How can I... How can I have fun if you have godlike movement, you're in the air, and I'm a tank, I, can't, I can just look at you, I can't kill you. Um, you're resing anything else I kill, and then on top of that, you're damage boosting a DPS that can basically one-shot me as a tank. So, like, I'm not saying, like, butcher the hero. Like, Mercy obviously does take some skill, I mean, does take skill to, like, you know, movement-wise, but I just think damage boost multiplier should be removed from the game. I think... It's not good for the game. It's not healthy. And essentially, I'll just go this far as well to say, like, I think healing is a big problem in the game as well. Like, there's a lot of, like, healing in general is very busted for the game. That's why the only good heroes right now are one-shot heroes. Hence why Mercy is so good right now, because she helps soldier one-shot. And I know people will probably disagree, but that's the reason why Hog is broken. That's the reason why Erisa's broken. This is the reason why Widow's broken, because you can't out-heal one-shot. I mean, that's very funny. I, th I think this whole argument, and I, I think the reason why it's so divisive, because I can see again in chat, chat is burning up right now. It's just people, no, you stupid. No, you stupid. Um, I think the reason this issue is so divisive is because it really speaks to the core philosophy of what Overwatch is or should be. And everyone kind of comes at it with a slightly different approach. Again, what I was alluding to earlier, where Overwatch is one of these games where it wants its cake and eat it too. It's brought so many people from different backgrounds, FPS, non-FPS, MOBA, whatever it, it may be. Where Mercy speaks more to like that MOBA-esque, I feel, goats slanted, your positioning, your cooldown usage, these are important things. And then there's the other side of the spectrum, which is, okay, but I want to shoot stuff. I want to kill stuff. And I think killing and shooting should be the primary, the, the most powerful skill, right? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Salt? I mean, I the thing is, I strongly agree with Ski where she says... It's not just an FPS game. It's very true. Like, if you're looking for an FPS game, there is CSGO, literally. Uh, if you're looking for a cross-breed of CSGO and Overwatch, there's Valorant. But if you're looking for Valorant, which is mainly ability used, that's great. Then you play that. But the problem is, like, heroes that are very FPS-y in Overwatch are always the most broken. And, I mean, there's a reason for that. Wait, wait, okay. Explain yourself on that one. <laughs> so, so heroes that are mainly like FPSE, so like Souljan, you know, or Widow. So they're very focused on primary fire, uh, especially Widow. Widow, I think Widow is the most dumbest hero to ever exist. It doesn't really require that much ability mechanics. It's literally just an aim and point and click hero. Now people will argue, be like, okay, you do it yourself. Of those are the one shots, not the FPS aspects. You could argue the the, the very I mean, specific aspect of that. It's a subset aspect. I would say like Soldier is is the most FPS hero in this game and does not have that one shot aspect. You just you described two characters that have one shots. 
Right. Right. I mean, I can even argue as well and say Soldier is actually unhealthy for the game to a certain extent, even with damage. <laughs> when okay. I, when okay. I, we're straying, we're straying from the word of Jesus here. Continue explaining yourself, please. Okay, so when you're playing tank and you're just being hammered by Soldier and he's like off miles and he gets a pocket, it's the most okay, frustrating thing you can't do anything. There. Soldier's but not like, frustrating, the pocket is frustrating. I mean, true, but like, like I'm saying, like, you can get the most value out of FPS, like, like I said, FPS focused heroes, such as, you know, Sojourn or Widow. But yeah, you're, you just, even, even Cassidy, like, Cassidy is so fucking busted, low key busted. No one will think How he so? is. Because, like, it literally takes two shots to kill someone. Or, like, you okay. just shoot someone in a body and you press E. Okay, it's but, like they're dead. Okay, let's ground ourselves no, here. We are playing an FPS game. No, 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 no. no we are playing an FPS game. But, like, there has to be a good, healthy amount of ability to shooting in the game. For example, right. you're not going to believe me when I say this. Hog is low-key a good, a, like, character. It's just the numbers are wrong right now. That's all, you know? Uh, Reinhardt is too far on the ability side. Uh, you know, okay, oh, yeah. okay so, so yeah, side. I do want that elaborated. So, oh, I'm just thinking, should we? Because I, I haven't concluded that we haven't really concluded the merch section. I don't want to stray into the Roadhog section yet, because those are some very interesting takes that, that require some dissection there for sure. I just want to make sure that we've kind of actually gotten everyone's thoughts on the on the topic at hand before we move on. So, Skiesti, uh, I don't know if there's anything in there that made you want to chime in, but is there anything you wanted to chime in on? Uh, probably not. I think I made my point. And, uh, just to clarify, because some people in chat seem to be confused, I was not just talking about Mercy, and that's why I gave many, many, many examples of different things that are like res and like damage boosts that people are frustrated with. So, take that into consideration. I'm talking about the entire game, not just her when I said that. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I always recommend never to reach out. I don't, I don't tend to reach out because, uh, I mean, to be honest, one thing I've learned hosting the Group Up podcast is that you cannot express an opinion, any opinion, without the, the internet blowing up. Like every, if you just go to the comments of every Group Up podcast, someone is mad about something. I don't, it can be the, it can, you can think it'd be the most inoffensive opinion. Someone's like, what is this dog shit streamer she'll take? The, blah, like, what are you talking about? So I, I've learned to kind of, I think I think conversations must be had in good faith. I think we're having a good faith uh, discussion here, and I hope it can continue. Um, I do want to address that there's a lot of takes in chat, a lot of a lot of content creators in here as well. Um, I do I did want to take a little bit of time to discuss SK's spicy take, which was that you could basically be an owl mercy if you were like a top five, top hundred mercy basically that she felt that there was very little way no, to distinguish no no she said 500 let's we'll go with that okay let's we'll go, go with 500 that. top don't, 500 don't let her back don't let her back okay. tracking okay i th in, i think i think the this the outlandishness of the statement perhaps stands either way which is that essentially once you get to like the movement i think sk and correct me if i'm wrong in chat sk uh i did invite sk to come on and have a chat but um basically sk's point was once you master the movement that's it. You know, you've, you've kind of done it, and at that point, you may as well throw her in, in, in a Watch League scenario because you're just dick sucking the sojourn. I believe was the language she used. So, um, any Real thoughts intrigue. on that, Skiesti, uh, or is this a bit a heated topic that you'd rather not chime in on? No, I'll take it. So, I think that is a pretty big reduction of Mercy's general kit, like. 
first of all, I just want to specify this. I think we saw maybe one minute or less of Mercy in the Overwatch League. Firstly, no one's playing her there. So who on earth knows what an Overwatch League Mercy looks like in Overwatch 2? Because we haven't seen one. They don't play her there. True. And secondly, like, yeah, so there's a reduction of her kit going on there because you there's optimization and when it comes to, like, game sense, when it comes to positioning, when it comes to when to damage boost, when it comes to when to heal, when it comes to when to commit, when to let someone die, when to res, when to... You, like, there's a bunch of these, like, nuance to Mercy's kit that a bunch of people overwrite because of some people that, yeah, do just, like damage boost their soge and get you know value from it and yeah that is what you're mainly supposed to do but that's not the only thing that you're doing like the entire game okay i have to pause maybe i'm entering a joker moment but i think i've flipped my perspective enough to where i might agree with sk a little bit <laughs> you have to you have to be you have to be specific you have to like articulate the entire situation but like okay so the point sk is making as mercy as an individual character at the highest expression on the ladder the individual aspects of healing versus damage boost versus movement the i would still argue there's stuff like again positioning um, you know, coordination, uh, not being able to evade uh, higher skill shots. But, like, the the thing is, is that I the, the point I would argue, but then also I would say this might be what SK was going for, is the, those are all things that are not Mercy-specific, though. Those are all things that are skill of an Overwatch League player. Those are the, the things that they would be able to express themselves on via skill, but those are not Mercy-specific things. And I would still say, though, that an Owl Mercy would look very, very fucking different than a GM Mercy, but I think SK is saying the specific traits of the character-specific expression, there's not much different that you would do in functionality. That I could partially agree with interesting i guess i guess as well like in a team setting you you should know all the things that that we're talking about like who, where your where your priorities lie and stuff like who you're damage boosting and who you're prioritizing but that's already been sold for you potentially you know either by the meta or your coaches right. uh sk says i mostly meant that once you have mercy movement the difference in 100 optimized damage boost and 90 optimized damage boost that the top 100 mercies have literally doesn't make enough of a difference to sway a match so it doesn't matter. Top Hunter Mercy mm, can just play. It would play depend on the meta. It, like the I think it's a reference match, to the current meta. Matter. I think it's a reference to the current meta, basically. I don't think it would be. Uh, then no, I disagree. I think think a split moment of damage boost can be the difference of a win and a loss in this current meta specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, one last word because we have talked about Mercy for a while, and I've been keeping my man salt contained, but I I can <laughs> see the. The hot takes are going to come flying now because already Salt has given me so much to potentially pick at. But CSD, uh, any final word on just that? Because you mentioned, you know, well, we've barely seen Mercy get played. There seems to be this weird, you know, dichotomy, the duality of Mercy is simultaneously broken 
and dog and we don't like you know i've seen i've seen people kind of put her in f tiers of tier list so just be like please don't because she's so bad and yet simultaneously people are kind of also like no she's so busted she's one of the busted characters right now what are your what is your kind of feelings on that oh man um well, first of all, in regards to the whole, like, we haven't seen a Mercy in the Overwatch League or really pro play, is that, like, in ranked where Overwatch is more chaotic, Mercy works better, but in organized play, other support utility like Speed Boost is always pretty much going to be king unless you're in a very specific situation. But as for the whole, like, some Mercy players like, Mercy's broken, or Mercy's, like, she sucks so bad. It honestly depends on the Mercy player and your experiences going against them, if something was memorable or not, and what you personally find frustrating. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I think the, the whole personally frustrating part is, is key here, because, you know, I, I've seen people come in and be like, well, no, 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 speed boost is more frustrating. No, no, no damage like discord orb is more frustrating like why aren't we talking about these things and we could go you know we could go ad infinitum about what is the most frustrating what we don't want and what we do want in our game but i think we've done a good job covering a lot of the gripes and uh and potential re-ideas for mercy now i want to take it to my man salt Wait. who's been oh yes 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 uh, sorry, I wanted to talk about something in regards to damage boost that I wanted to bring up earlier, but didn't have the chance. Uh, like, super, super quickly. Um, so, in regards to Mercy's damage boost, I feel like maybe we touched on this slightly, but didn't actually, like, have a conversation about it and get, like, yeah, sorry. Um, but the fact that Mercy's damage output is pretty much only reliant on damage boost. Like, every support has some kind of damage contribution that they can very easily, like, swap between, whereas Mercy's is pretty much just from damage boost, and that's what she does when she's not healing. So it's like... What if they remove that and just allows you to use, a, but, I don't know, a projectile on your right-click instead? Most people don't want that because it just doesn't feel good for Mercy in the way that her kit is made. It's kind of similarly to how people mostly, most of them, don't really like Mercy's pistol and don't end up using it much because doing damage through that is not as beneficial as doing damage through damage boost. I got a question. So what about if they made something like where you heal enough, right? You then can place down a right click on the floor, which is like kind of like a little blue circle or whatever. And if someone's standing in it, you do more damage. So therefore, uh, you can outplay it, and it's not as oppressive. What is she doing in her downtime? Let, let me give you a worst case scenario on that. You place that shit in cover, and then you have Mercy healing somebody while also somebody else is being damaged. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't be as do consistent. Want, do you want that? Do you want I mean, Mercy to be able to heal it, somebody while they're also being damage boosted? If it's like up for three seconds and then it's not up for like numerous seconds, then yeah. Because uh, I don't, I don't really think... to, there, There's something in like game design where you have such an insignificant number. Is what's the point in it at that point, right? Like you have such a low, like if something was only effective for like two seconds, 
what's the point in having it if it's if it unless it gets significant value in those two seconds? Like a nade is instant. That's a lot because of value. But if you have, to have something like that's value over time, but is so short, is it is that even valuable still at that point? I mean, like it would, that would just become where you have to coordinate instead and like work together to achieve it. Ooh. I just think it's just. I don't think there's any well, different. I think it's more of a like a actual helpful thing than going against a soldier who's just flying through the sky, having damage boost, one shots your characters. You're looking up like he's Batman, just like one shot <laughs> and everything. Like, I I think having him having a soldier on, on high ground with the blue thing there, and then them trying to just one shot you from that specific location is more healthy than someone just zipping across the map doing it. You know. So I, I mean I um, think I I think the particulars. Are, I mean, we could debate about the particulars all day. I don't think Blizzard cares about our particulars because I know they always say, tell us what is your frustration. Don't tell us an answer, right? Like, because when people say you should do this, Blizzard always like, no, 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 no. Just tell us what you don't like and we'll figure out the way to do it because we don't, you know, we don't put stock. And I, I think it's fair enough to say, you know, you guys don't necessarily understand the game development can, side. Can whether I that's, add to why yeah, they go ahead. say that? Mm -hmm, go ahead. The reason, the reason why they say that is because the thing we don't see is they iterate a shit ton. Like, anytime we give them an issue and they're genuinely trying to solve it, they are iterating dozens of times before something actually makes it out. Like, unless something just snaps, works, that is incredibly rare. The reason why they don't tell us to give a solution is because oftentimes, one, they've probably already tried the solution that we are giving, or two, they can just instantly be like, either we can try it and it's instantly shit, or we can already tell that's going to be shit and we don't know what your issue is, right? That's why it's so valuable for us to tell our frustration. And if they agree with that frustration, they could iterate, you know, five, six, seven times in a week even because they can they can make a change and play test that shit in five minutes, right? And so like that is why there's so much more value in expressing the things that we have issues with rather than trying to create some interesting or very unique solution. And don't get me wrong, those are fun. Those are where interesting discussions happen. But there's a huge reason as to why there's so much more value when conveying to a game developer what the issues are compared to, let me give you a solution. Just, I felt that was important to clarify. Yeah, I know, 100%. And I, what I was going to say is I think that we can all agree that I think there can be discussions about changing aspects of Mercy's kit. I think uh, there are definitely even, you know, even Mercy players will acknowledge the certain frustrations that come with pocketing a hero. I think it would be fair to say, well, they, they would respond and say, well, why? We should probably we should probably focus on the on the busted heroes getting pocketed before we start targeting Mercy's only kind of enabling them. But I still think there's a middle ground where, yeah, well, we could change Sojourn, but we can also change like potentially how damage boost works. Res, you can go back and forth on whether that's like healthy or unhealthy for the game. I think ultimately the core thing that I would try and summarize with, and please do chime in if you disagree with my summarization, but I think Mercy players would say this movement is what we like the most. The movement is perhaps now the core identity because I think it used to be that, I think at earlier watch, it was like the mass res was Mercy's identity. It was like she's the character that reses everyone. And we moved away from that because we thought, no, that's 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 cap. This is turning the game into something a bit wild and wacky. Yeah. And we and we decided, you know, let's go with the movement instead. And I feel like the movement is a happy middle ground because I think there's a lot of skill expression in the movement. I think it's fun. 
honestly it's fun to play it's fun to watch when there's a fun when there's a really good mercy player like i actually genuinely really enjoy it. when i'm not the one on the victim side when i'm not getting like my <laughs> ankles broken i love watching a good mercy player just like make make the schmooze so the movement is the core part i think that we can we should leave as close to it as possible as close to its kind of core as possible again evie said we might want to tweak it in some ways but i think as long as we stick to that identity of mercy while keeping the fact that she is an accessible hero, I do disagree that she needs to have some FPS aspect to her because that's not that's not the hero. That's that's a different hero. Like if you want the FPS aspect, that's a different hero. I play Reinhardt or Winston for the for the fact that I don't have those skills and I want to be able to maximize my character in a different way. I'll play Mercy for the same reason, right? Or even Mora or anything like that. So I think those heroes should be left to keep their identity in that sense. And that takes me nicely, unless anyone wants to contradict me in any in any part of that. No, to, summary. To unsalted salt, because his hero is under threat. People uh want his hero to be changed, perhaps in, in an unrecognizable way. And I wanna I want I want you to elaborate uh on the <clears throat> statement you went earlier, Salt, where you said, I think Roadhog is actually pretty healthy for the game. And I want you to describe why and why he's a healthy where other examples you gave are not healthy. Well, Let's say healthy. I I think Hog is like the perfect idea of like an Overwatch character, you know. Um, but I people want him removed from the game or you know reworked or stuff like that because he's very unhealthy. And the only reason Roadhog's good is because of Kiriko. That's literally it. And I think. The fact that the tank lineup, right, is so under threat by everything constantly, by the supports and the DPS mashing with each other, or like there's like so many things you can play on DPS lineup to just fuck any tank you want. Like you can just switch one hero and like you're just useless as a tank. I think having that one shot hero allows you to fight back. It, he's a necessary evil, if must. Like I, I go against Soldier Mercy's. Pretty much every day. And you know the only hero that works against them is Roadhog. I'm sorry to say, it's the only hero where I can win my games, unfortunately. So, like, he is needed in the game. Whether people like it or not, and I'm just going to say this as well, people who cry about Roadhog are the ones who are fucking dumb as fuck, who don't know how to play against it, or can't even play it themselves, so they're shit at aiming. So, it's not that hard to hit your hook, guys. Like, if you could get top 500 or top 10 with it, you'd do it too. Let's be real here. Let's be honest here. Can like, I articulate what you're saying in a different way? Yeah, you can articulate what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, so I think, I, think, I think the point here is, like, Roadhog is good for the game as, like, a fallback character. When he's permanently meta, that's when Hog is, like, kind of an issue. But where he is, he's more of, like, he comes into play when other things are issues, right? And, like, you gave the example of Sojourn and Mercy in this in this meta. Hog is, like, the, the bruiser, the like, the... the 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 police when like when something's awry, Rodog Rodog's your man, right? Like you, he's a fallback essential. But if he's if he's never good, other things can thrive in a, in a arguably more harmful way, right? Yeah, like I don't know. Hog actually has so many counterplays, and people who cry about Hog are just plain old like, come on, man, like you can't be for real. Like I'll give you I'll give you some lists, okay? Counterplay one, shoot him. If he has <laughs> below 400 HP or around that health, he's not going to go aggressive, especially without heal. Two, 
You can outposition him on so many maps. Three. You can easily just time a stun on him. E like when he heals. With, uh, with Sleep or Nade. Orissa. Orissa is the most oppressive tank in the game. Like literally, I've played games with Roadhog like I was hacking. Like literally, every hook, instant, boom. I couldn't get a single kill because Orissa just counterplays so hard. It's very easy. And like, especially then... Yeah, I'm done actually. Yeah, that was just... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go on a long ass run, but I can't be I mean, what can I say? That was beautiful uh, in so many disturbing ways. Um... Okay, let's let's try and unpack that a little bit. So to the to the shoot him, I think people would say firstly, well he don't die. Guy has mass <laughs> HP and then heal himself after hook. I mean, okay, you think of it like this, right? Uh I'd say Hog is probably very good on certain maps and on other maps he isn't. So you got to play accordingly to those maps, but um if you're literally just shooting a Hog or you have Discord on Hog, or you have a DPS just with a damage boost, it's 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 practically game over. There's nothing you can really do. Um, it's just very small windows where you can maybe get a hook, and if you do, that changes the flow of the game, and people get mad over that. And it's like, okay, but you shouldn't have made that mistake. You should have maybe jiggle peeked the corner. Like, it's a projectile 20-meter hook that you could easily just dodge through corners, wall peeking, uh, positioning. Like, it's, people just want to do what they want without any, um, without any, uh, what's it called, counterplay. Like, soldiers would love to dive in headfirst and just one-shot your team. Monkeys would love to dive your supports for free. Reinhardt players want to charge off cooldown and have no counter. Wow. Arissa players just want to press W and nothing. Sigma players just want their shield burn and never get hooked in or, like, you know, position correctly. It's like, dude, you guys are crying about the wrong things. But I think the problem with Roadhog is his heal. That's what needs nerfing. Not his one-shot, not his hook. This is heal. Um, I think if they actively look at removing his heal completely, or like actually making him tanky to the point where he doesn't lose all his health, uh, I think that would be more healthy. But yeah. Um, that's, that's a take. Well, what? I actually don't disagree with Salt in the sense that like, when Roadhog was meta for a while, because I think now actually Orisa is the dominant pick. Um, but when Roadhog was the dominant pick, I was losing my mind. I was playing a lot of tank back then. I was losing my mind. But not because I was getting hooked, but because my teammates were getting hooked all the time. And there's nothing I there's nothing I could do my to stop it. Issue. Well, it's not even that, you know, teammate my teammates bad keep me hard stuck. It's more just that like like the one shots, it it feels like the the lie of Overwatch almost is this is a team game, play together, help your teammates, let's win together. And yet sometimes when you're playing, especially now that there's, you know, so few shield tanks left, when you're playing tank and there's a Roadhog on the enemy side. I didn't I didn't get hooked. Because I like Saul said, you can play around the potential of a hook much more easily than a than a Widowmaker or Sojourn. I cannot believe I'm defending Roadhog right now, but this is the world I'm in. It was the frustration of not being able to interact with the, the like not being able to help the rest of my team in any way, right? And they were just, and it was so free. That was the problem. It was so free for him to walk up, hook a guy, and then run away with vape. I, I know I've spoken to my man Nathan, another hog abuser, aficionado, depending on what perspective you come with, you choose that adjective. He said the biggest mistake with Roadhog was when they let him move with Breather. And I partly agree, because it's like, I do think the risk and reward is kind of what we base Overwatch on, right? And again, Salt's alluding to this earlier, about like, well, you know, look, with Reinhardt and Winston, blah, blah, blah. They have risk and reward. Reinhardt, you charge, 
you're probably gonna die if you're going too far with it. But if you get it right, yay. 250, well, 225 damage pin, now that you can't even kill stuff with it. Hog, ordinarily you think, hook. Okay, he's putting himself at a vulnerable position to do it. It's a one-shot, but he has to stop. He's in everyone's OS, his head box is exposed. You can kill him in this time. You can stun him in this time, as, as Salt said. But the vape kind of takes that part away. And then the vape just like, is like, well, an erasure of mistake. Oh, I missed? That's the biggest problem for me. It's you can just keep throwing hooks every eight seconds. And if you miss, you just vape and run away. And you try again in another eight seconds. Whereas with a Reinhardt, with a Winston, you, mix, you mess up your jump. You mess up your charge. You're fucked up. And I'm just going to read Flats' comment in chat. Uh, which is that Hog is necessary for Sejour and Mercy Pocket since no tanks can one-shot them before they can escape. God bless, I'm gone. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Uh, Hog is something that's needed right now, and people cry about Hog. But if Hog gets uh, nerfed, it's going to be so much worse for the game, especially in high elo, where if they just have the better Soldier and Mercy coin flip, you just lose. There's nothing you can do. Especially, if, even if you're playing Orisa, most of the time you're still going to lose. And I just want to say as well, like, Orisa is so oppressive. She's like the best tank in the game. I don't know why people still cry about Hog when Orisa exists. I don't know, it's just baffling. I think both those heroes need nerf, like Hog and Orisa. But I don't know why people cry more about Hog than Orisa. Right, that's an interesting topic, and I do want to get to Orisa as well in a second. But, uh, Ski, Hog... Thoughts? Not many. Uh, just probably reiterating my statement from earlier. Uh, I don't like his one-shot. I don't care so much about his hook. Although, when it hooks you, like, 50 years away in Narnia or something, then that's kind of annoying when you're, like, barely... when you should be out of range, but whatever. I don't really care as much about that, but it's the one-shot that I don't like. Mm -hmm. That That's yeah. all I got. That's fair. I do think the the what the fuck that was 20 meters that definitely didn't feel like 20 meters is a relatable experience when you get hooked by hog. Yep. Um I think also what Salt alluded to, one of my great bugaboos, uh, he talked about earlier the hero swapping, which I've probably been, you know, ranting to the to the clouds on this since day one and and I don't want to keep being a broken record, but part of I think the frustration for someone like Salt is like, well, I start on hog then they go Orisa, and now I have to now I have to mirror the Orisa pick or something like that, right? Or it's like they pick this hero, now it's I can't exist anymore. Scissors, yeah, yeah, and that's I think compounding a lot of these issues because with the Hog thing, it was like well Hog exists and now Kiriko exists to cleanse him, and now you're fucked, right? Even if you pick the Koroko Ana pick, which is the counter, Kiriko exists, you're fucked. Orisa, and we can talk to Orisa now, uh, Salt. I feel like has become the and I think the problem with the counter picking is that it eventually leads it ends somewhere. On the hero that gets countered the least, essentially. The, the hero that's the hardest to counter is where it ends, and no. that's Orisa. Orisa's like, what do you do to stop her? Like, uh, the traditional, like, kill her teammates around her was what was the answer at the start of Overwatch 1, but now that they buffed her, I feel like she's so in your face all the time. You can't even do that, because she just spins at you, she spears at you, she fortifies, the spins back, the fortifies back, spins back. Amore! Fortified while doing it. You know, like, it's just, like, relentless. And I think it is, yeah. it is quite oppressive, Salt. Um, yeah, to say that, yeah, I mean, like, look at it like this, you know when, you can see when something's broken when the counter for that hero doesn't even counter it. Like, there's a reason why no one locks Zarya against Orisa. There's literally a reason. Like, Zarya does 
fuck all damage to Arissa, but if you buff Zarya any bit, she's just going to become the most oppressed thing in the game. The answer is to nerf Arissa's cooldowns, because it's upped way too often, way too often. But th if they wanted to, they could generally just, I don't know, keep Spear at a healthy cooldown, so you can interrupt or have that counter for Hog. Uh, I don't know, people hate the one-shot for Hog, but guys, he has a fucking shotgun. What do you what do you want it to do? Not not fucking blast your head into bits when he shoots you at close range. I think the most I think the problem is is that they just need to change his gun type or the way it is. Because in any fucking game I've played in my life, okay, a shotgun one shots, especially a headshot. Okay, I'm sorry, it's just the way the gun is, and the gun is terrible at medium range. Terrible. It does no fucking damage. I, I'd say the most healthiest way to change him is maybe make his gun more consistent, like Junker Queens, but then that would be way too OP as well. Because someone who can actually have a hit sand shotgun at medium range could decimate people, especially a high-ranking player. Um, so I don't know what they could do. They could probably remove the one-shot, but instead of a one-shot, I don't know. Like, removing a one-shot would completely ruin him against tanks as well, so he'd just be useless. Okay, I don't know what they could do. Honestly. Completely random thought here. What if uh, his right click shot maintained the fifty damage center shot? So it like it rewarded even more accuracy at range. But oh, like, yeah, but like you have to hit the you have to hit that center shot. But that, so that's the thing. It does detonate, but it it also maintains that center bit. I don't know. I I think I would like. You know what, I would argue and probably want like a mind shot where you shoot at the floor and it blows up after time instead because his right click is so inconsistent because it's a projectile. And people don't really know, but his left click is actually a projectile too. It's not actually yeah. a hit scan. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's why boot works so well against him because it's just, yeah. But, um, I don't know. If they remove Hook, the that's, that's the character's identity. If they remove Hook from Hog, it's just... Probably won't be as fun. And if they remove the one shot, he'll be weak against other tanks and even DPS. Maybe they could do a thing where, like, you hook someone and it's like a, I don't know, a two second, like, Sombra EMP, not EMP, but like hack instead. Well, so you can still run around, but you won't be able to use abilities for that two seconds. So, I, you I need think there's something similar. Is like, you, like, what if the hook was more of a C, like, a proper, like, CC slash hold in place, like a, like, when he when he like yells, come here, they they just walk away a split second later, right? Whereas what if it was like actually more of a a zoning slash pull in and actually hold in place for your team to shoot? Almost more of like giving an opportunity for the whole team to focus somebody rather than Rodog himself is the one that pulls in and one shots, right? I mean, I yeah, that would that yeah, sorry. I'll no, you go Saul, no, Saul, you go first. You you're the you're the expert here. I mean, that that would be nice in, like, you know, but it just that just wouldn't work because there's just so many interrupts and ways of, like, countering that. A simple yeah. headshot literally would fuck Roadhog in that situation. Um, sure. I also yeah. feel like for the player getting hooked, uh, most of the time the thing about getting hooked into your team is you're probably dead. You're probably, oh, I'll wait for that hot take because I've got the crackhead take now. Earlier... Uh, EVA was like, you want the crackhead idea? Uh, here's my crackhead idea. After hearing 50 dumbass fucking ideas for how to change Hog from this, <laughs> the patch notes that I asked for. 
what if he's the one who gets hooked to the person? Because the whole problem is you display someone. <laughs> you display someone and pulling them into your team, and that's already... You're already dead. You're getting pulled into the team. Let Hog fly over to the guy he's hooked and fight him there so that he has to disposition himself to actually kill the person. Um... To be honest, that would probably be actually healthier for the game, but <laughs> it would be kind of fucked though if he gets away with it consistently. Can hook up to Widow. Like, if you're Let's able go. to hook environments as well, that would actually be funny. He would be an unstoppable fucking. Can you imagine know. Roadhog rollouts? <laughs> yeah, Quaketon will get on that wave really. That's really true. Quickly. Quake has a new main now. Quake has a new main. But, uh, um. I want. I want to just quickly chime in. Skiers, do you anything to chime in before I want to hear this hot take that, that Saul has? I I got nothing other than that would be incredibly <laughs> silly and funny to watch. <laughs> I like it, Spider Pig, as as only Leg said in chat. Spider Pig, uh, Salt. What was this hot take? My hot take is Roadhog has the most fairest one shot in the game. It's it's so fair that you have no idea. It's, I 100% agree with that. No, Widow being one shot by Widow across the map is the most, like, you, you get one shot, you be like, oh, okay. Uh, Sojourn, one shot across the map, you're like, wow, that's so fun. Hanzo, it's like, you hear a little, you hear a little, and then boom, in your head, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Oh, I got one shot by Hanzo. It's like, these things come from nowhere. And it's so frustrating. Uh, but Roadhog, you literally see a big guy coming around the corner like this. <laughs> bro, like, you, you see him coming. You see him coming, bro. Except Why are you crying? <laughs> what, Widow? Widow's over there. You don't see her. Roadhog has to fucking waddle your way. If you're crying about getting hurt by Roadhog, that's on you. I don't get how people disagree with that take of the Ferris one shot. You know what? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually agree with you, Salt. I actually think you're right in what you said. But the thing is, what you're saying is like, you know, human feces is the best tasting feces. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, sure. I mean, that is the best one, Shaw. But like, w w is it feel good? No, I don't want to eat that. No, like, I don't I know, mean, dude. I can agree. I'm unhinged, but good comparison. Like, no, I can agree on that take. But like, if you remove one shots from the game in total... That will just, or should I say from Roadhog, it just, I don't know, it makes it very unbalanced in the hero selections because you got to look at it like this. The way I see Overwatch is an ability-based game and there's two types of heroes all the time. Ones that work together to like achieve ultimates and then can wipe the team or characters that pick the team so you play for picks instead, right? And I feel like on every role, there should be that type of character. You know? There should... That, like, a lot of people don't like this take, but I like having a character for each thing that counters my team. Does that make sense? So, like, Farah and Mercy, I like picking D.Va. I think D.Va's a good hero, right? Um, they have they have Zen and Bap. I have to pick Sigma, you know? Like, I want to have a hero that can do... Like, a hero that can counter every situation I have to go against. Because then, if I don't, it renders me useless and I have to depend on my team. And people be like, oh, but Overwatch is a team game. It's like, is it though, in ladder? Is it though? Mm, I, yeah. So, like, if I go against Soldier Mercy, I, I need to play Hog to win. 
I guess the Ooh, conversation is, is is Overwatch a counterpicking game and is that healthy? Let's go. Oh god, no, no, don't get me going on this. Um <laughs> I mean, I would agree with that if this is a slightly tangential thing, but I, I fucking hate that in the middle of the game. I'd be down with that if that was at the hero select screen. If you had full, like, if you didn't have the fog of war, essentially, of, like, running out and then having to find out with your face what they're running for the first fight and then right. realizing afterwards. That's that's a big problem in my mind. Like, I, I think, I just cannot believe, I'm going to say this. I cannot believe that we are not rioting over the fact that you can be defending a first point on, like, I don't know, a fucking any point like a hybrid map like an Eichenwald and you can just lose because they ran out on something that you didn't have an answer to I think it's the dumbest fucking thing that you could possibly imagine just have an answer to it well which is so dumb right then it's it's really stupid which is like (laughs) oh so if we decided to run May Junkrat on Eichenwald A and they ran out with Farah Echo I guess we just lose right it's like and someone will be like well should have ran a hit scan Then, then you're saying basically we have to mandate a hit scan every single pick I think it's fucking dumb so if if what you're saying, Salt, like, I, I, I agree with that because I think that it's frustrating to be powerless in a game, right? And I think this is why, like, tanks feel frustrated yeah. where they're like, well, there's there's double flyer in the sky. I guess I go diva or lose because every other hero just doesn't interact with the flyers. And I just got to sit there and hope to fucking God that one of my hit scan players kills those guys. I can agree with that, which is why it's helpful to have, like, a character in your role. You can switch to and say, okay, I got this, fam. I'll do the job. Yeah. But I think that should happen in full, like, in actual tactical terms, in full view of everybody, where you're like, okay, well, they're doing this, I will do this, and we can we can kind of make that decision, like, okay, genuine question. Then. How mm-hmm. would that? How would that? Is this a case of like, I don't care how it's implemented, fix it, Blizzard, or is uh, you, some version of a draft? Actual... Some version of a draft. Um, I would uh, agree to that, oh. but like, like a... I don't know. I I think it just depends who's on your team. Like, it just doesn't work on ladder. If if stacking was brought back. Then one hundred percent. But then again, the problem would be people are stacking, working together, and they're actually just like dominating because they know what they're doing. Um, teamwork rarely happens in ladder unless like someone's like hard card coming, you know. And yes, I would love the game to be in a situation where it's like you need communication and teamwork to work. But in ladder, it just doesn't happen. Like especially with the matchmaking these days, I get, I get Spongebob and Patrick Starr as my healer and DPS. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, okay, so I have to put this into my hands with, you know, playing the rock, paper, scissors or, you know, like trying to pick a certain hero to counter this hero. And I think that's the way the game's steering, you know? But um, I would love the game to be in a situation where it's like, oh, let's just work together. Let's do this. You counter this part. I do this. We work together and just do, you know, win. But... I don't know. The well, way Overwatch is these days doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't... I mean, I don't, I don't really want to dive too deep in the draft section. All I would say is that it, I don't think it has to be as... It's not as straight... It would still just be a solo queue version of it. Again, in like in a MOBA, there's like a, there's like a clear... Well, you basically... The way it works is for those people maybe not familiar, you know, you, you pick... One goes one, two, 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 one kind of thing. Like, so you kind of even it out that way and... There's like an unspoken rule of like, okay, well, the carry is going to pick last because that's like the most impactful role, right? So like both carries pick simultaneously at the end, basically, where they're picking at the same time so that each each selection phase, like on the parallel sides happens at the same time. So like mm. you can you can see that as the teams are forming, but there's no like, ha, they picked Farah last, so I'll pick this last now, right? It's like that last pick comes at the same time. 
Again, with Overwatch, you could have more than just a five. You can have a, a wider pool to swap to if you want to keep hero swapping to some regard. But at least I want... And anyways, that, that, that's a whole separate discussion. But anyways, the idea being that, let's say, if you were like, well, tanks get countered the most easily, the unspoken rule might be that, well, tanks are going to pick last, so they don't get hard countered right off the gate, right? And then you can kind of make that tank... If, you, if the idea is that tank selection will, like, be all and end all, you can make that at the end after having seen exactly what you're up against. Anyways, a whole separate discussion... Um, I also saw Six in here earlier saying that agreeing with your take, Salt, which is basically that actually the one-shot is not the problem. It's the survivability that's the problem. Uh, I'm curious if Skiesti has any opinions on that. What, his survivability? Mm-hmm. Do you think the survivability is the problem? Eh, I mean, it can be kind of annoying when he literally does not die because he's got, like, Kiriko cleanse and he's got his own, like, one-shot and he's just, like, getting heals pumped into him and he can kind of just do whatever he wants. So, I mean, it is annoying, but that's not, like, my biggest gripe about Hog, I would say. Like, the thing that I get annoyed with is, like, I'm Mercy, so I'm in the back line literally 24-7 and out of nowhere comes his hook, and Salt was kind of talking about, like, obviously it's really easy to see, but sometimes he hooks you through your entire team, and you're literally in the back line, and somehow it gets you, and it's like, what am I supposed to do about that? And you get one shot. And that's something that I don't like about it personally. That's my biggest problem with it. But, like, yeah. that That's kind of all I got. Also, well, I, I want you to elaborate as well, because there's something you mentioned there which we haven't talked about. Well, we're only vaguely alluded to Kiriko. It feels like an, <laughs> a, the sort of real, in the way that Sojourn thrust Mercy into this conversation, Kiriko is what has many ways thrust Hog into this conversation, right? Like before that, we were all like, well, yeah, you pick on and GG to that guy. But it's only kind of mm -hmm. Kiriko, it feels like that's thrust her into this. Is that is that something you agree with? Pretty much. Yeah. I would say that. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Let's guess the fish, then we'll go to Salt. Sorry, I thought you were supposed to be sorry. <laughs> no, no, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I was just saying that, yeah, Kiriko and invulnerability definitely does make Hog, like that, the Hog problem a lot worse. Salt. Well, look at it like this. Okay, um, I'm going to ask you a question, Ski. So when you play Mercy, right, does yeah. your gameplay pretty much change when you have a soldier and not have a soldier in general? Or is I it mean... pretty much like rather the same, but you just pocket more? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm still doing a lot of the same things that I am, but Soge becomes my top priority unless she has absolutely garbage sightlines or she's just, like, not really doing anything. Okay, nice. And then, see, that situation related to Hog and Kiriko, the thing with Hog, if you... Hog, I know that people are, like, mechanically easy, but Hog is probably one of the most... You won't agree with me, but he's one of the most complicated heroes of what decisions to make. There is so nah, many playstyles on what to do. You won't agree with it, but you won't know until you get to that. It sounds like a cunt thing to say, but when you get to that level, the decisions you can make with him can literally That's change cap. the game. That's and I will let you finish. I will let you. I will let you finish. You have the most impact in those decisions that you make, but maybe not like the most variety of, of decisions moment to moment. Okay, I, 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 will, I will let Salt finish, but that's a cap. Go on. Okay, he has more variety than Winston. Sorry, Boga. Monkey, this is Monkey. Go in. Ooh, 
zap, zap, jump out. With Hog, it's more, it's more or less like, it's more like, it's more like, like, you can actually, you know, be aggressive, be more defensive, play it, like, go flank instead, or actually front, fight the front lines. That's already four things instead, right? Then, then Winston. But, um, you gotta look at it like this as well. Um, I, what I was saying, I'll give you an example. So, if you go against an Anna player, right? The way you're supposed to play Roadhog into Anna is basically bait the abilities and then play defensive and then go aggressive, right? But then with Kiriko on your team, she completely removes that. You can do what the fuck you want. Like, Kiriko plays... This is what pisses me off about Kiriko players, is that they don't know what the fuck they're doing half the time. Like, 99% of Kiriko players are shit. I would say this, on ladder, they're shit. But they're GM, why? Because the hero's busted. Uh, Kiriko players don't even understand that you shouldn't cleanse sleep, you should cleanse the nade. Why? Because the heal is so OP. If he can heal himself, that's all he needs. Not the fucking sleep. Um, so when you get naded, boom, Kiriko sleep, uh, you know, milk, boom, you can do what the fuck you want on Hog. Unless, obviously, there's an Arissa, you know, like, with Arissa, you can, you've got to play in a different way compared to Arissa. But, um, yeah, th but then with Mercy and her gameplay, it doesn't change that much, but it does. But with Hog, that's why Hog and Kiriko is so OP. Because Kiriko just allows Hog to do things he can't normally do. And especially with his ult and Kiriko's ult, it is disgusting. You just melt shields, tanks, everything just immediately. And then... Sorry, what'd you say? Uh, no, I was just saying meat grinder. Yeah, meat grinder. Yeah, basically, yeah. So... um. Yeah, she just allows him to do everything plus two. That's why he's so broken at the moment. But if they just remove Kiriko's... If they add it, like, remove his... Sorry, Kiriko's immor uh, immortality and just keep the cleanse, it'll be more balanced. And if they keep Arissa the way they are, Hog will just be, yeah, will just be shit in general. He kind of is already shit, with, unless he's, like, you know, not going against an Arissa. That's just my take, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Salt with the f phenomenal ability to go with the most cap takes and yet the most woke takes at the same time. Somehow starts that off by saying Hog <laughs> has the most decision making. Finishes that with a very nuanced. You guys don't get it. You just don't get it. Nah, bro, nah. <laughs> I, I, let you, I let you get away. I let you get away with so I much. In nah, all of the nah. ladder that know how to play Hog. The rest nah. don't know. Nah, there's five players who don't have the time to shower. That's all nah, it is. Nah, that's there's a reason up. why so many people can't play Hog. There's a reason, because they don't have the brain for Well, not the brain, but they don't have the oh. the, the uniqueness for it. The, the fucking <laughs> the why is that right. Yeah, okay. Why yeah, does that connect? That's five players who accepted no bitches. That's all it is, man. That's all it literally is. I'm like, just saying, like... I'll let I'm you get away with a lot of hog propaganda this podcast, but nah, dude, that was cap. That's major cap. Major cap. <laughs> you just don't get it. You just don't get it. You have to, you have to see it to get it. You're right, pro I, 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 out here agreeing? I Yo, will see. What? I will. I will put that to the. I'll put that to the test sometime. We'll have a. We'll have a little. Uh, we'll see what happens next. Rank gauntlet. I want to see Salt pop off on the hog. But, I mean, I. I do think you know, grounding the whether whether you know we'll always disagree about which hero requires the most skill or the most decision making. Blah 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 blah. But yeah, I do think. Say, yeah, yeah. Come on. I was gonna say people who say that hog requires no skill. Like I just got one like one question. Why don't you do it? Why don't you get to top rank one with hog then? I mean, that's any character. Please, please. Like, that's any but, character. like, even then, like, Hog, 
I don't know, Hog does require... It's not the mechanical part that it requires skill. It's just knowing what to do at the right time. I don't know. It's just... People I like he has no skill. It's just like, what do you play? Reinhardt? <laughs> monkey? <laughs> what skill does Monkey take? Because I can play Monkey and get perfect juggles too. It's not that hard. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think, again... I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I can play Soldier and just go too, like anyone else. I'm just saying, you land the hooks I can land. I mean, we we must separate that you are. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. We must separate the fact that you're a fantastic hog player from from your brain rotted takes. So let's just let's just <laughs> separate those two. You know, to the fact that what you can do versus what you're expecting others to do as well. But again, we can argue day and night about what is the best hero, most skillful hero. I think the more interesting conversation is about the Kiriko effect. Um, which is that I, it's it's going to be more prominent from now on. You know, we're going to have new heroes. And this is where I think... I, I'm curious to your guys' thoughts. There's a constant battle between creativity of what the devs can make in a character versus what is balanced for the game, right? And the devs always want to make something that's new and fun, generally. Sometimes we get a hero that's like just an amalgam of existing things, which is what a lot of the tanks have been. Then you get something like Kiriko where it's like, oh, well... This is a mass cleanse that's also basically a Moira fade for a second, right? It's like it's actually invulnerability and in, in uninteractability and a cleanse. And healing so, and a boop. And healing and a boop. So it's like literally everything they could possibly think of in one little milk bottle. Um, <laughs> and it's like that's fun in a way. And teleporting through walls is fun in a way. Because it's like when you get your hands on it for the first time, you're like, oh my god, I can do this now. Great, you get that great moment. But then people grind it, people play it, and they're like, damn, this shit is dumb as fuck. I cannot believe yeah. that I'm doing all this shit. And this guy just throws, a, a, like, just cracks, like, in, like, at a Greek wedding, just throws it on the ground, breaks it, and like, yeah, let's go, everybody party. Everybody's free now. So, do they need to start keeping this in check? Do they need to have, like, a, a sort of more narrow range of, like, mechanics that they're going to introduce in the game? Or is it, like, Fun is the primary factor or what, so let fun reign. I'll go to ski, I'll go to ski uh, first. I have, ski... Of, I have a lot to say on this specific okay, well, that question. In, that's, in that regard, then I'll go first ski, then salt, then Eevee. Cool. Alright. <laughs> go for it. Yeah, I don't have as much to say, but like... I don't know, things in Overwatch... You know, it should be fun, but it also should be competitive. But we have all these abilities that certain people think are fun, but then other people think are unfun. And it's just like, it's very much a personal what someone feels is fun or unfun. And like, it's cool to see how creative that they can get with what they can do with an ability. But at the same time, it should be within reason something shouldn't be able to do everything and something shouldn't be completely busted even if it might be fun to play with for a while very reasonable uh salt or what was the question again uh should there be a more strict limit on what kind of mechanics introduced because again the introduction of kiriko cleanse has kind of caused unintended effects to to how the game plays Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Can I rant about Kiriko? Yes, go ahead. Who who made Kiriko? Was it Jeff Goodman? Yeah, I, that was Jeff. Era. I think yeah, it was I under his leadership. I about that man enough. 
I that mm -hmm. I, I just want to say like I don't understand how they think adding a character like that is healthy for the game. As a hog player, I say this. Someone who can TP and cleanse themselves on a six second cooldown. Uh and like someone who can, you know, milk everyone and like just remove oh, everything God. and basically cleanse it. Phrasing. Yeah. Sorry. But like that's the way I just call it milk, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. And then her headshot multiplier and then her like consistent Kills, it's just crazy. And then, I don't know, the milk isn't really a hard ability to, you know, grasp. It's just you use it when, you know, something happens and you just save your team. To be honest, I've seen a lot of Kirikos fuck it up. Don't know how, but they fuck it up. So, but I don't know. I feel like when they introduce new heroes, it's always the support heroes. Actually, that's not a lie. Tanks as well, Kaloki. Actually, no, DPS, any hero they add is just always so fucking busted. I don't know how they don't look at numbers and think, okay, this is crazy. They need to be very careful in general. Um, like, you're going to see as well, like, Ramatra has a power depressing. Most of the dev team is indeed the average player base, which the average player base is 2,300. So it's no surprise that we have many heroes that do not have high skill tier in mind. Yeah, I don't know. They just need to maybe actually listen to the feedback of Overwatch League players or, you know, there's... I'm pretty sure... I mean, I'm not in it, but, like, the uh, Twitch streamers with the high elo, you know, the, all the Twitch streamers that are high elo who are part of the Overwatch Discord, they can literally test the game for them and tell them what is bad and what is good. It's not that... They should listen to feedback. I don't know why Blizzard is so afraid of being like, you know what? You guys are right. Because... They're just killing their ga uh, game by sticking to their guns for no reason. They just never listen like idiots. And it's I think that's the biggest not, issue. It's not first and foremost that they don't listen. It's that they don't like looking wrong. Yeah, and that's, that's... And that's why when Aaron came out and said that they were wrong to delay Overwatch 2 for so long was such a big deal because Overwatch... Because uh, Blizzard never admits mistakes. That's why they never fucking undo their fucking balance changes unless it's something like fucking soldier or tracer damage number that thing okay. it could be any other month it could be up or down who fuck knows but besides examples like those it is almost entirely just they will not admit a mistake and by taking feedback and saying you're right that admits mistake i mean i don't know if i'm on my own with this but i would rather they admit and change you know the mistakes they've made on heroes then them just a game being delayed. I'm gonna be real. They should be consistent and just be very open with stuff because the game isn't in a healthy condition and they, I don't know, they act like they're doing everything in their power to fix it. It's just not because they add I mean, in character. I, I think we're now getting in a better state. Realistically, we are getting in a better state with the communication, the the realism of the the reality when it comes to patches, like. They Blizzard themselves have to tiptoe around it, but we don't. We can just straight up say consoles are the issue. Like Microsoft and Sony's verification process for patches are like nearly a month out. When they make a change, they have to like be like, all right, we're finalizing the patch. It's like going gold, but for every single fucking major patch. So when Blizzard makes a change, they have to make that change ahead of the curb of certain aspects of problematic behavior from certain heroes. 
Some of them should be further out. But then you add in the fact that they can't make a change on a dime. So they have to wait. All right, there's a problem. All right, now we need to iterate to figure out what the solution is. And then we have to finalize a patch a month out. That process is like, in some cases, three months. And then it's just the re- realism of, of development that it, it fucking sucks. And some changes, like, say, they've been trying to find out what to what the fuck to do with Moira for, like, two years. And they are genuinely still trying. They have no idea. Every time they've tried to make something, it doesn't feel right. They've been trying to give Moira, like, the ability to have impact for so fucking long. But it's this hard. Just because we we recognize and they recognize that change needs to be made doesn't always mean a change is around the corner. And even when a change is around the corner, around the corner is often three months because of the realism, the reality of of development and the reality of publishing patches, which is why hotfixing is so important, but hotfixing can only do so much. Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like they haven't updated the game for two years and they released Overwatch 2 and he's slowly slipping back into the same thing. Oh, no, uh, for sure. I, I, I'm going to be honest. They should, you know... There's a weird saying, you know, stick their own thumbs up their ass and get up and do something. You know, like, it's just... It's just been too long. Like, do do fucking something. Everyone's frustrated. Um, I wouldn't care if they've nerfed the fuck out of Hog. I just want new metas, new stuff. New, you know, hot fix this, hot fix that. Just keep it fresh. I don't and know why they're taking that, so long with everything. And that's the that's the core of the entire point I'm going to make. Because now, am I free to go on my tangent? Go, 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 yeah. yeah okay, so that's the overall tangent I want to go on. Is because I there's so many things that they can do for your hot fixes versus patches. And that they should be using the hotfix functionality like bi-weekly. Release like two hero tweaks every fucking two weeks, and then every like every like month do like a fucking like three or so patches like to heroes, and then once once a major patch, do like four major changes. Like they have the capability to make so many fucking tweaks, but they rely so much on data that they're 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 their wait and see approach. They they are waiting to see the stats before making impactful changes, but there's so many proactive changes that they can make that would be interesting and change things up and keep shaking things up. An exa- a simple yeah. example that I would give here is Mercy's, uh, Mercy's move base movement speed in Valk, right? That not her GA movement, her base movement. It's like seven meters per second, like any direction. Like what if they made that like, 7.8 meters per second, but then they drastically, relatively drastically, increase the hitbox of wings. So she's easier to kill, she's easier to hit, she's less frustrated to play against, but her movement, her base movement in Valk feels like shit, it's so slow. So why don't you make it feel better for Mercy, and you make it her easier to kill, that addresses a lot of her issues right now when it comes to her survivability. And that's the kind of change you can do in a hotfix. Like, changing a hitbox size is, is something capable of being done in a hotfix. Changing her movement speed, hot fixable. Doing these kind of proactive changes that make the hero feel better to play and and not as bad to play against are the type of changes we should be doing more often, which brings in my overall philosophy of we should be doing more quality of life changes to heroes rather than balance changes because a quality of life change to a hero will be there forever. A balance change is only ever, ever as relevant as the current meta is. Whenever you're balance changing, you're balancing around everything around it, and everything around is always changing. So no shit, a balance change 
will only ever get you so far. If we always focus on quality of life improvement of making heroes feel better and less frustrating to play against, as well as keeping in mind balance, we would have far less situations where some heroes just don't feel good to play at all. My Symmetromains, where are you? Like Some heroes just do not feel good to play because the quality of life and the how the hero feels to play has just dated so much and failed past attempts at reworks are just lingering there. And so mm. stuff like this is where certain heroes just don't feel good and then certain balance changes are were so severe that then they're still not meta, but now they're weird. Like they're a weird hero to play. They're weird here to play against. And like there's so many situations like this of like they need to focus on making heroes fun, making heroes less frustrating to play against, and then balance is second, because balance can come second if everything is more fun and less frustrating to play against. I think, uh, that's, I very, I think that's very well spoken, yeah. and I think that it, it summarizes the the frustration from our side very well. I think I, I want to try and provide two pieces of context, but then also comment on them, which is that A, uh, we have new new hero lead hero developer, uh, and I think some there has been some general changes in the hero design team. So we might say we got to be fair, let them come up to speed. Uh, they're not yep. probably at the plot point they were. They're still probably getting their gri to grips with the heroes, so it's going to take some time. And obviously, they mentioned about the hotfix problems and how that's solved now, and um, and all of that. I think my my complaint. And I, I want to try, I, I, I want to try and be as fair as I can. So when I say the statement, I'm not saying it out of meanness, but I don't think they're in touch with the, with the game enough to know those nuanced changes that you're talking about, the quality of life changes that you're talking about. Like, I, I think this is quite clear in how many heroes have been forgotten in Overwatch 2, right? So you mentioned Symmetra, but I think even more egregious example is Mei, where it's just like, what is this hero? what is yeah, she supposed no, to do it's like this hero is, is is whack it's just like it's just like the most you know slap a band-aid on the solution kind of thing oh well we took her freeze maps away too, but maps are too well map design is a huge reason why a hero like may is suffering maps are so open what there's so many wide open areas engagements are not as close-knit around corners as much anymore making a, a hero like may so much more situational and like, yeah, and I, I, like map design in general in Overwatch Two is so much more shit than Overwatch One, and I could go on a whole tangent about that too. Where there's so many map design philosophies that were in Overwatch One that say the rule of there's always two uh, spawns, uh, there's always two exits per per spawn door. That's not a rule you can say anymore in Overwatch Two because so many maps have only one exit in a spawn or. There's always this amount of cover, and you should be able. To, you, you shouldn't ever be more than 15 feet away from cover, no matter where you are. You can't say that about Overwatch 2 maps. There's just so many situations where heroes that rely on cover to be close, but not too far away from cover, or to be able to be able to dip in and out of cover to be effective, and not just their hitbox be a detriment to their ability to be perform well. May and Reaper, like. These heroes that are not unless enabled, i.e., putting more value into them to be able to get anywhere, these heroes are suffering also because of map design, frankly, is losing a lot of stability. Like, think of how open, like, think of each individual map in Overwatch 2 and how open they are. You know, like, the push maps well, are so wide open. 
It's it's also what makes it's compounded many different issues. That's why the one shots are so strong because most of the one shot characters seem to be have very long range. It's why supports have found it harder and have complained more because it's harder to find safe, stable places when fights when the when the areas are so open that the fight can take place anywhere, right? Like in a traditional push map of like or payload map of like Gibraltar, you know, okay, one fight takes place. Like if you picture point A Gibraltar, you know, one fight takes place on the blue boxes. Next fight takes place, and you're going to be on the other side of the railings. Like that's like okay, these are my two positions, almost like a Valorant game or something where you're like, this is where it will take place. But in a push map, it and that's the selling point is like, oh, it can take place anywhere. It's it's fun, frantic, go go wherever you want. But then that creates these problems when you break your own rule sets because now again, like I said, supports don't know where to position snipers are extra strong characters like reinhardt as well become worse because there's no like place to anchor because you, again the fight could take place anywhere there's eight angles that you can be surrounded by so your one shield is, is bad the point i was gonna you know the point i was alluding to at the start of all this is just that it just it, it it's all a clear indicator that they're not in control of the game like we, you know sometimes people are like oh their devs are doing this for this reason for that reason for this reason i honestly think they're just out of, like the game is out of their control right now it's kind of like uh, uh, trying to carry a, a, a water in your palm and it's constantly like filtering through the gaps and to the sides where you're just trying to juggle it and get as much of it as you can to the finish line and that's what it feels like they're trying to do right now that's why there's so many forgotten heroes that's why i feel so bad for my man fitzy where it's like his two heroes sombra and may are are just dog they're just awful and i remember i, I did the rank gauntlet with him we did a little event and he was not having a good time because what is he supposed to do? His his two heroes that he spent his entire life, like his entire Overwatch career playing, are just not not fit for Overwatch too. They're not fit for. Obviously, we had Summer's broken state, but once they they nerfed her, she's just like out of place. And I do think that this is an area they need to arrest sooner rather than later. Because again, I try to give them slack. They're changing their team and all that, but that can't be done at the start at the launch of your new game. You can't be launching Overwatch two and yes, early access, early access. You can't be launching Overwatch two. And then be like, sorry guys, we're changing the whole team and they don't really know what the heroes do. So it's going to take them six months before they figure it out. And then after that, six months after that, they'll figure out how to balance. And what about Brig? This whole fucking rally change that's supposed to have come a year ago. Like, where is this shit? Where are these heroes? Where are these changes? Oh, well, Roadhouse coming. Sombra's change is coming. Brig change is coming. Soon TM when. Then the changes will come. They'll be bad. We'll spend two months complaining about them. Then they'll change them again six months later. You know, like, we gotta, we gotta take control of this game. We gotta take... And I think that firmly comes from having, like, a vision. A clear vision that these are the rule sets. Like you mentioned with maps, the rule sets of, like, a map should always have this, 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 and this. A hero should always have a support, should always have this, this, and this. Or if it's a subcategory, we have a main support and a flex support. They should always have this, 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 roughly. Because until we have these kind of, like, I, I just think we're, we're just, like, in quicksand. Drowning. Salt. Uh, uh, sorry, I've, I've been ranting in Skiesti as well. I want to get you guys' thoughts. But, like, yeah, give me your thoughts, Salt. Um... I don't really have much to add. I I agree with everything you're saying, but um, it's a bit weird. I don't know, like with the balancing of like like as a, when you mentioned Fitzy's heroes, it's I don't know what they're going for. You know, that's what's really hard because you know I don't know if the game is like oh you can play anything and make it work or but that's the point we already to... agreed upon. That's the issue. They're not going for anything. They're being reactionary. Yeah, and then. I think you said they looked at stats, right? They looked at... What was well, it? that's you the problem. At... 
Yeah, they look at the win rates, the pick rate. Like they look at the stats because yeah. I feel like they don't have an intuitive understanding of what the hero plays yeah. like. Yeah, that is the most dumbest old business model they can ever do, and it's ruining the game. Just play your game. Just play it. What pisses you off about the game? This is very oppressive. Okay, look if other people agree. Um, look at different games. Look at like what the numbers are. I agree with um, EVA when um, she said that, um, you know, uh, the, was it quality of life? Like yeah, doing more yes. like little updates of quality of life will actually make the game better because that will keep it some fresh. You know, I, I can go on holiday uh, for like a month or two weeks and come back and be like, yep, same old Overwatch. I just, nothing's going to change. But the difference of going on holiday and coming back and be like, oh, I wonder what they've changed, you know? Like, what have they tweaked or what have they touched? League of Legends, it's pretty much like, I don't know. I feel like League of Legends has the best team just buffing and nerfing and just quality of life changes, everything. I think they're just so afraid of change and they just need to do something. Make nice, small, consistent changes. If people don't like it, revert it. If people are, you know, like digging it, keep it. It's not that bad to go into like this, this weird like testing stage for their game because I don't know the way the model is to be honest the way the game is no one's happy no matter what but I think if you keep consistent changes you can make some people happy and then the other group happy and then you know back and forth you know they just keep it fresh for people but I don't know that's just uh, I don't know what they can do. I want to hear from your thoughts on all on the kind of proactive versus reactive changes. So just in terms of like what we've been talking about so far and my thoughts during that, I mean, I agree with most of the stuff that's being said. And I also understand being upset and frustrated that the game is the way that it is right now. But like, I don't know. I always have this want to say like, yeah, they realized that waiting on Overwatch 2 was a very bad decision, and so they pushed it out. But a lot of that came after the, like, community outcry and people being upset and frustrated. Like, you couldn't go on any form of social media or anyone's stream without hearing about how upset and unhappy they were about the game and how much they were like, where's Overwatch 2? And, like, so that kind of pressure does, I think, to a certain extent, like, affect the team so therefore we had overwatch 2 pushed out but it was early so now it's early access so now stuff isn't the way that they ideally probably would have wanted it to be and they're slow on things and they're behind like <sighs> even with the break thing they're waiting on the design team and being able to do i don't know what it's called but like all of the animations or graphics for it or whatever the heck you call it right like it's not just one team and it's you know like it's multiple parts of a team that have to work together to do something right and it goes through all the different parts to completion and i think that to a certain extent the community has been incredibly hard on the team and it doesn't make their job any easier like people getting more upset and more frustrated like it it makes things worse for them <laughs> like mm, it sucks yeah. to see this community so upset and so unhappy and so frustrated with their game and i'm sure the devs feel the same way and you know, I hate to see my peers feel the same way and not enjoying it and, you know, all these discussions coming up. But, like, you know, I think 
we also need to give some kind of understanding. I mean, they literally left. I agree to an extent, but they literally left left us in like, you know, in the dust for like a good two years. No update, nothing. We had to deal with double shield for like a good two years of them adding fuck all. And then that got so frustrating to the point people really wanted Overwatch 2. Then they delayed that. And then when it released, it was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna consistently do things now. So now like you delay anything. People just get frustrated because it's like, okay, but we've waited this long and this is what you got. Like, that's just to the point, like, you're a billion dollar company, like a multi billion dollar company. That is fucking embarrassing that you wait, make us wait that long. And then these are the results. It's like, it's like you might as well shit in my hands and I'll be, I'll be happier with that. Like, it's, I don't know, it's, I, I, I do agree though, like, you know, hounding on them and like, you know, talking, you know, talking shit on Twitter or whatever is not the way to go, but they have to understand they've made a promise and they're like, I can change, you know? We can change as a company. Please take us back. We're like, okay, second chance. And you just got, you know, doing this, like pretty much the same thing. It's like, it's just not good enough. I'm sorry. To, I know I sound like an arsehole, but it just really isn't wait, making us wait this long all the time. I don't know. Can I be devil's advocate for that? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, first and foremost, it's fair for us to be like dismayed at the state of the game like that's that's a, that's the thing is like it is understandable for us to be dismayed at the game especially under the context of promises not coming to fruition like that's that's what that's what comes into play even more right is like the feeling of they said it should be this way but it isn't right like these kinds of frustrations they're very fair and they're understandable but the real the reality is as well is that just there's so many things in the background that most of the player base just don't understand when it comes down to you know miss missteps in management having done certain aspects of development that then just get tossed away for like in those in those years that we've been waiting having multiple aspects just tossed away and not actually see the light of day or the fact of you know, COVID delays. Let's be let's be real with ourselves. Having COVID delays in the middle of trying to revamp and make a whole new game is not fucking easy. And then having the situation where the the team is much smaller at that point, and like if they were they didn't have COVID or those delays, Overwatch Two would have been out. You know, a year and a half ago, right? Versus they made it what we're playing right now in nine and a half months. If we're honest with ourselves. Nine and a half months is really fucking impressive for what they actually managed to come out with. Don't get me wrong. I have tons of issues with certain aspects of decisions that they made. I have lots of things I disagree with. But nine and a half months, really fucking impressive. They've come out of the gate. They've improved their communication. They kept their community on... Uh, they kept, like, the... The... Us, like, creators. They kept uh, us informed to try and help us understand because... As much as we can say, why didn't they inform the community? The community aren't relying on their on their game as their job. This is our job. This is our livelihood. So they have absolutely more reason to keep the creators informed because it is our livelihoods depend on their game, and they understand that, and they want to help us understand and keep us informed on that. So 
as much as there is so many issues, there's so many things that they should be absolutely improving. There's so many things we should be held and keeping accountable for them for them for. There's multiple things we should be yelling at them about. But there is also absolutely the reality of, okay, let's be real. This is what happened. This is why we are we are here. But we should still absolutely then put their their feet to the co- uh, to the coals and actually keep pushing for improvement. So that's the thing is like as much as I can defend them in the reality of any of these situations, I'm not then saying not to hold them accountable. We should be, you know, we should be pushing for them to be better. We should be pushing that these are issues that need to be addressed, right? It's just more of a nuanced in conversation that we should be pushing for. Yeah, I think very well said again, like very well summarized, which is that it's also it's not just what you're saying, but it's also how you say it and making sure to have a, a conversation is a two-way street, right? It's like you, if we want to be heard, then we got to be respectful. At the same time, it's also on the devs. It's, it is their job. It's like it's our job as content creators to like complain in a way because we are... I mean, maybe other people will disagree, but like, you know, we're, we're supposed to be the voice of the community, right? We're supposed to be in some way representative of what other people feel. So it's our job to kind of complain. And I think the implicit understanding is we complain not because of personal vendettas, but because we're, we see something and we're unhappy with it. We relay back to the devs. And then it's the devs' jobs to take that feedback and relay back to us what they feel. If either side of that chain becomes broken, and again, the, we're, I'm using content creators as like a wider... Uh, or a smaller part of the community, then then there's a problem. If we are being unreasonable or unfair, that breaks the chain. But also simultaneously, if the devs break their promises, as you said, Evie, like if they break their promises or if they stop communicating again, which I do want to quickly bring up. I want to hear Saul's take because I know he, he's been something I can see he wants to say. But like, I feel like the quality of the communication recently, it's not great. I don't, again, I don't want to just be negative for the sake of being negative, but I actually think oh, yeah. that, like, it's like the the developer update. It's so funny because Overwatch pioneered so many things, and then it's kind of fallen by the wayside of its own standards that the industry has caught up to. And the developer updates are a great example of this, where it's like, Overwatch was, like, the first game that was like, here's Jeff Kaplan, charming and, and you know, really fun and engaged with his community. He's going to tell you exactly what's going on, right? He's like, yo, guys, it's Jeff from the Overwatch team. Here's what we're doing. Here's what's going to happen. Peace out. And then every other game developer was like, yo, that's crazy. Let's get our game developer guy. Let's put him in the camera and let's have him talk to the community so that everyone feels like they're friends. And then now, I'm not saying... Again, I understand realistically Jeff Kaplan was completely unique. I don't think we'll ever see, or maybe very rarely will we see another game developer with the kind of just natural charm and likability that he had. That he was, he was kind of built for that. So I'm not expecting... I don't think anyone should expect Aaron Keller to be that guy because that's not his I job. His no, job is I, just... Have you ever seen Aaron when he's unscripted? I think Aaron is that, but he's not. he doesn't have the same loose leash that Jeff did. No, Jeff but also, with- that's true. That is true. I mean, I, you know, I think Aaron's a really great guy on a personal level. Like, I think he's an amazing, awesome human being, actually. But also, there's a... You know, I do know that unscripted, he's very, very charming and very affable. But again, the pressure of being on camera is not what he's necessarily built for. Uh, and you're right, he has these pressures. So I'm not saying there needs to be Jeff on screen... But I'm saying the clear communication of the developer updates was a lot better than the 50 blogs. Was a lot better than the 50 (laughs) blogs. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, having to trawl through blogs. Like, I'm like, it's it's weird when me, as a guy whose job it is to follow Overwatch news, 
gets told by my community coming in the chat to be like, oh, they made another blog, by the way, that's about like some niche aspect of the game. And I'm like, oh, I, oh, I guess I got to go read it because like I didn't, you know, I didn't get this like concise piece of information. I was like, here's what's going on. So I do feel that like that's part of the frustration. Anytime we start to wonder what's going on is when the, the, the voices get louder, when there isn't like this very clear, like, hello, guys, this is what's going on this month. Thank you. Peace out. Salt. Um, <clears throat> yeah, my opinion is, um, I'm not happy with the dev team at all. Like, I can understand, um, COVID and everything and the delays, but like I said before that, they had two years, uh, to do whatever they wanted with their game and they just didn't. And they've shown as well that they could easily just add random buffs, random nerfs um, to the game with the, the content creator thing. You remember when um, every week it was a different content creator who made, it might have not been every week, I might be wrong, but like, you know, every content creator decided what they wanted to do with the characters on that um, experimental mode thing. So they've shown they have the team to do that, but they just choose not to. And as a content creator, I've never been, you know, invited to Discord or been told of changes. And I think Blizzard are now realizing they need us as much as we need them. I I think if they knew that their game could thrive without content creators, they wouldn't reach out. Like, they just simply would not give a fuck. I just wholeheartedly believe that. And um, the fact that they're realizing now that we are what keeps their game alive, or essentially, you know, helps their game be advertised for free, they are trying to reach out. But, I don't know, I feel like this attempt of how long has the game been out for Overwatch 2 as well? Uh, like three months. I think like so far, they've pretty much done nothing to the game. First season, Hog, you know, after the nurse of Diva and Zarya, Hog's been, you know, I think it was like Zarya, Zarya and Diva was like two weeks viable. Then it became Hog. Hog is still one of the best heroes in the game, right? They haven't changed much. Like, what are they doing? Like, actually, why? It's so frustrating for them to add $20 skins. Just these wow, yo, yeah, yeah, $20 skins and no actual content, no update, no quality of life. Like these guys, the way it's going, it's like, oh, so you guys just really only care about money. There's no way of farming like, of like with free currency to buy new stuff. There, there's no reward for farming your game. There's no, there's no loot boxes. There's no rewards. Oh, after you complete the battle pass, that's it. Like what, what else is there? Oh, I got to do like these little shitty challenges for titles. Like. Like, I'm not here to, you know, play an MMO game and collect every little thing. But, um, I don't know, like, the, the way they reach out and the way they are, I, I don't think they're doing a great job. And I'm not really happy with them as a person, but as a, person, <laughs> as a content creator. <laughs> as a fellow human being, I'm not, yeah, I'm not happy with it. As a fellow it. human being, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I know I've taken a lot of you guys at time. I want to hear from Skiesti if she has any thoughts on this matter before we head to concluding thoughts. I, I think I pretty much said my piece about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of got something about that. Okay, uh, that's fair. So let's head to our concluding thoughts. Uh... I'm going to I'm going to quickly let's uh, go one because we have the little group up questions channel on my discord. I'm going to quickly read one. What are your thoughts on creating archetypal subclasses for each role? Obviously, these subclasses need to be need to bend. So heroes don't get a subclass each. But how about 
As a start, not every hero in a class has identical passives. Shout out to Frito for that idea. This is from someone in chat. So uh, should there be kind of subclasses and should there be subclasses that have like different role passives? Anyone with any strong feelings on this? Mm. I mean, uh, I've. You can go if you want, Evie. I mean, it took it took them it took them like eight years to accept that there even are main support and off support, and even then, depending on who you ask, that still doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like th this game in the devs when it comes to classifying their heroes, they're. I do not trust them. <laughs> the community has always done a better job at classifying heroes than them. I just do not, I tr straight up do not trust the devs when it comes to classifying heroes and designing within those classifications. They seem more fond of breaking the classifications that are already there than, than defining classes even further. Chad, um, is, yes, meaning, exactly. Chad is meaning me on the tempo, tempo tank. tank. I yeah. love the tempo tank. I've got tank. something to say about it. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you've ever played Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, but they've got like something like that, so where you can always change like one ability or or have you know like a different like little passive, which does extra you know you know what. Um, it I don't think it would work in Overwatch to an extent unless it was made note you know they they notified everyone it was there, so you just knew. But then, even then. Mortal Kombat is like a two-minute fight, you know, and then you can swap after the round, I'm pretty sure. But with Overwatch, what if I chose a, I don't know, uh, Roadhog hook that does extra damage? I don't know, just random shit, you know, I'm just going to make it up. Uh, let's just say my gun does extra damage to armored targets, right? And now, now they're playing Orisa. I'm just going to have that advantage for the rest of the game, which is kind of fucked. Um, so I'm not sure how they would do that or how they would balance it. Um, but it, it does seem like a good idea. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's, you're talking about like... something slightly different, which is you're talking about like selectable passes, right? Like at the start of the game. Oh, is it just a rent? Oh, I think, okay, th I think the question was just about like just having, let's say tank and off tank and then off tank has a different passive. But I, your idea is like what you've addressed is another interesting point. So I'm glad I got your thoughts on it as well, because other people have also suggested that there should be like, yeah, so like almost like a paladins-esque select your talents at the start of the game, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I think for sure, like, what you were, you were, you know, asking about, the passives are definitely stronger on some heroes and definitely weaker on others. Like, I guess they could add that for off tanks and, you know, main tanks. My my I'm hot take is, my hot take is fuck the role passives. I think we're past them. Um, I think, like, they were a fun little idea, which is, like, it was another. It's like I feel like a lot of these uh, these changes were like part of the marketing more than they were part of the like the game design. Where it's like, so here's how Overwatch Two is different, right? We've now given them all role passives, so this will help us balance. Like it's another knob that we will tune. Has it made it easier for them to balance? It's made it harder for them to balance because now it's like again, there's like characters that are disproportionately buffed by one passive, and now they have to nerf that character for another reason. So I don't think it's like another knob that's making it easier. I think it's just another like. Thing, I, like love the, I love the tank change. Well, I mean, I think I think certain tanks need it and certain tanks don't. Is the thing like if a tank needs it 
give it give them the role passive it doesn't need to be ubiquitous for every character in the role you can give it to three out of five tanks but you can come to the conclusion that maybe roadhog should be booped far maybe you know zarya should be booped far whoever it is it makes sense for reinhardt not to get booped because this whole thing is to get close but does this and other character need like exemption being baby diva yeah like again yeah it's very odd that she's an absolute chonker um <laughs> And again, it's like, you know, there's other, you know, with the support passive, it's Hurt Mercy, because they took away Hurt, which is essentially her passive. And it's like, does this character need it? And they had to nerf Lucio because his own self-healing was getting too... It, I think it created, like, it was a nice idea to think about, but it's actually just created more problems than it was worth. So I actually think, like, fuck the role passive. If a hero needs the passive, give it to them. But not everyone in the hero, ha everyone in the role has to have the passive. Um, Ski, any thoughts before we move on? I feel like y'all kind of covered what I would have said anyway, especially Vivi's uh, parts and uh, what you said in regards to role passives. And I mean, like, the Mercy example, like, Mercy's healing, like, over time is worse in Overwatch 2 than it is in Overwatch 1, which always baffled me. I, I if I had the choice, I'd much rather have what she had in Overwatch 1. <laughs> Understandable. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so I, again, I know taking a lot of you guys' time, so we're going to head straight to like the final concluding thoughts now, which is ostensibly the discussion topic, which is the Delete, Roadhog, and Mercy debate. Uh, I'd like your summaries for... Uh, certainly, we know Roadhog's getting some sort of rework, and uh, Mercy players, you can chime in if you'd like to. Uh, you can pass if you don't want to. What do you think c should be done? to change Roadhog and what do you think should be done to change Mercy and Salt reverse for you. Chime in on Mercy if you want to, but definitely chime in on Roadhog. So we'll go with Ski first. Ski, looking toward the future, what do you want them to do potentially for Roadhog and Mercy? So obviously I'm going to pass on Roadhog because I am not confident enough to talk specifically in regards to heroes that like, you know, I know things about but obviously don't play myself so i'm passing that uh respectfully and i think for mercy i i've kind of said this before i don't care if they remove damage boost as long as you have something that makes sense to replace it none of this fire rate stuff none of this pistol garbage i don't want that even if you just nerfed damage boost a little bit, I honestly think that that would make damage boost less of a problem that people are, like, finding or have been talking about. Um, in regards to her res, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. I think people are largely over-exaggerating. But again, it's in a similar situation where I don't really care if it's there because I'd much rather have an ability that I can use more than 3.62 times per 10 minutes because that sucks and it feels really clunky and it feels really gross and I don't really like that. So honestly, I don't know what they would replace Res with. And also, I know we didn't touch like too much about this, but making it so that Mercy has to have a line of sight onto Resurrection would absolutely even further destroy the ability, and that's such a silly idea. I don't... I don't get that. It's... Ugh. Anyway, I think that's silly. I don't know what they would replace it with, I don't know exactly what they would do with it, but whether it stays or goes doesn't matter too much to me. 
I think that people have... Well, I think rather it would be nice to see Soj nerfed and then see where Mercy stands after that because she is largely why Mercy ended up becoming a topic of discussion again because without Mercy, she can't one-shot. With Mercy, she can one-shot. And it's a difference of, like, five damage. Does that difference really matter? In some situations, yeah, it matters. But, like, if we brought down Mercy's damage boost a little bit in, like, the percentage-wise, then that probably wouldn't be as much of a problem, especially if we also, like, nerfed Soge somehow as well. But bringing down the damage boost for, uh, like, the percentage, even for Mercy, is, like, that opens up a field of, obviously, you would have to compensate Mercy, but then it opens up the opportunity to change things for other heroes that are more reliant on Mercy. I like it. Anything else you want to add? Uh, please keep her movement. Thanks. Very polite request. All right, I'm taking it to Unsalted Salt next. Salt, uh, what do you want to see them do with Roadhog? What do you want to see them do with Mercy? You can pass on the ladder. Um, with Mercy, uh, yeah, the only thing I really want nerfed is her damage uh, boost. I think you just see reoccurring, it's always one specific DPS hero and Mercy. You know, it's a very reoccurring thing over the matters, like, a lot of time. I think if they just, you know, put, like, a Diva Matrix, like, type of damage boost on her, or reduce the damage by, you know, by a certain percentage, so she can't body shot at 170, I think it is. Um, but yeah, I do agree, Soldier 100% needs a nerf. Uh, she's just, yeah, I don't even want to go on a tangent, but Mercy does need to look looking at, because she gives DPS that extra oomph to do everything, and it's a bit too much. And it's not about her res, not about her movement. It's just the damage boost. They need to look at the damage boost, and I think that's what needs re-nerfed. Um, yeah. Uh, for Roadhog, no one's going to like my answer, but he's perfect the way he is. They just need to nerf Kiriko, and he's balanced. But let's just say, if there was to be a nerf, nerf his self-heal, right? Um... So he doesn't actually get damage reduction when he heals. So he just heals, right? But he can be bursted for it. And on top of that, I don't know. I feel like they should give him an extra ability. But I'm like an. But I don't know if it should be a defensive or offensive. And hook, I don't know. I think hook is very buggy, and they need to look at that. But I, I, I honestly think that hog is perfect the way he is. He just needs his. Healing reduction to not be 50%, maybe 30 or 20%, 25%. Um, yeah, I don't think people realize how much of an easy counterable hero he is. You can literally headshot him and burst him by the time he hooks someone in. And people who complain, I'm sorry, I'm going to look in the camera when I say this. You're shit. You're in denial, but you're shit. Okay? Uh, he's very easy to counter. Not that hard. Nerf Kiriko, leave Hog the way he is. Thank you. Man, get someone who loves you like Salt loves Roadhog. He's perfect the way he is. Oh, here we go. That's, that's what, what a love story, man. That's all I'm going to say. What a love story, you know? Just like, he's perfect, man. He's perfect the way he is. Change other things, but not him. Fight the world for Roadhog. All right, EVA. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Roadhog, drop them. But also thoughts on Mercy, how she should or shouldn't be changed. 
Um, I'm just going to leave a hot take on this. I think Blizzard is very good at not understanding heroes' identities and how to capitalize and tweak them over time. And that I think Roadhog and Mercy are key examples as to they have no idea how to tweak these heroes while maintaining their identities. And it's putting them in the community in a crisis, showing how they're incapable of doing that. I have new, I have hope for the new watch of balancing for Overwatch. I, I have faith in them. Um, I have I have hope that there will be interesting new changes. But as far as addressing these core issues we've said today, I have very little hope. Um, and but with that being said, we'll see how the future goes. Fair. Anything else you want to add on specifics of Mercy? I know you. We didn't. Even, I'm sorry we didn't get the time to talk about your replacement for Res. But maybe do you want to like drop it in as like just a, a thought to linger for a quick summary of like what your idea was? Um, one thing to potential for replacing Res is to capitalize on uh, how good her movement feels is to, instead of resing, she would uh, send every like 15 or so seconds, she could send out a single charge soul to a teammate and allow them to potentially have a single use GA to another teammate, enabling uh, heroes that don't otherwise have mobility to periodically have mobility and uh, making that core aspect of mercy being her movement like we saw with genji in that one short you know being able to create new interesting aspects of gameplay and movement which overwatch focuses on um instead of trying to maintain archaic uh lackluster things that cause uh design issues so we did actually try this i i think you know this uh but like 18 months ago uh, we did a little patch. Oh yeah, I um, vaguely remembered that. Where you know, this back in Overwatch One, uh, where we we had no content, so I decided to get together with some workshop people and and make a make a patch, and we actually gave Mercy this ability, the angelic blessing, I believe is what you called it. Um, mm -hmm. It was wacky. It was hilariously fun. Uh, I think most of the streamers were like, "It was hilarious," but I wouldn't want it in the game because it called it. It was one of those again, like it created another can of worms where. Bastions were flying across the map. Reinhardts <laughs> were flying across the map. You know, it's like characters that, you know, weren't built with mobility in mind were suddenly, you know, flying from here to there the way a Mercy would. But I love ideas like that. And I think that's exactly the kind of stuff that an experimental patch would love. Yes, do you wanted to chime in on it? I need it? to Sorry. interject. I need to interject. Yes, I, yes, yes. Ever since, uh, with all due respect, Evie, because I love you, but I think... Ever since you mentioned that idea in the first place, I've hated it so much just because it does not- it's not gonna work in ranked. It's too chaotic. The only way that that would work is a with is a lot of communication and a lot of organized play. It's just not gonna work. It's- it's not good. It would just not function well in ranked. I think it would be fun as fuck. No. It was actually- it was actually too good from <laughs> fun roadhog. Flying roadhog would be great. That that's spider pig. That's my takeaway for the roadhog. Spider pig, hook. Let him hook to the target. Don't don't hook in. Hook out. Um, actually, yeah. To to the to the angelic blessing. I think it was actually too strong. Was the conclusion. I I don't know if SK is gone. SK was in chat. I remember SK saying, "Nah, it's too strong." It's an organized situation. Um, yeah, and I suppose you're if right. You it wasn't organized ladder, situation. It's not gonna I'm work like that. I'm, I'm sure you guys had gone. that point rather than it take than the point of it would take away more agency from Mercy and rely more on your teammates from actually being able to utilize it and more specifically I mean, that that actually another... takes away Mercy's own agency. 
Yeah, that's another thing. But the biggest thing is like when SVB did it, I'm sure the people were talking to each other. But in ranked, mm -hmm. most people don't talk to each other. Most people don't plan things out or organize stuff. Like it just is not going to work in ladder and it's going to be bad and it's going to be useless and Mercy is not going to actually... She's going to have another ability that she won't be able to use. It'll be the same thing. It's not going to feel good. And I guess, well, I suppose we can disagree on that, but I, I do like the idea of throwing some wild ideas out. Again, I think it's a fun idea for an experimental patch. Something just oh, yeah. to play around with. Um, I think they should just add random, like, wacky It would be a perfect uh, PvE ability, too. I mean, like, I don't see an issue with them just trying different things and see how it feels. Like, you know, grapple. What, why not give Hog a second hook where he grapples to high ground? <laughs> or, you know, give it the same cooldown. Like, uh, well, well, just I'm not saying it should come to competitive, but just try it. Just try random stupid shit. Give Hog a, a hook where he can't one-shot, but instead he has a belly flop where he AoE stuns people. <laughs> you know, yes, like... let's go! Just give him random stupid shit. Like, give... Let's go! Yeah, like, give give Monkey an ability where he puts a banana on the floor and you fall over and get stunned, like, sleep. <laughs> like, just random stupid shit. Why not? I don't know why they're so afraid of doing stupid stuff. So, so, salt for lead hero designer. That's there you heard it here first, chat. Salt for lead hero designer. I want to see that world with the banana peel monkey. Monkey. True monkey. Um, I think from my POV... It sounds negative, but I, and I and maybe it sounds also centered because when I say I think they should listen to the community and the content creators or the people, not even it doesn't have to be a content creator, but the people who are experts in a hero. I don't care. I people when I say something, less people will always think, oh, it's because you want them to listen to you. I I don't care. I wouldn't consider myself a specialist in any hero, so I don't think my opinions on mercy balance or roadhog balance need to be listened to. But already in the duration of this podcast, you know, I feel like I've heard so many great ideas and so many more detailed and nuanced takes obviously the twitter will never provide but just generally that around these discussions where you can see actually there's certain areas where people who are experts at hero are actually in in unanimous agreement like okay you know salt six other hog players have all kind of said actually you guys think it's the hook it's the survivability it's the problem nerfs the survivability yeah. and you'll feel you'll realize that roadhog is not as bad as you think it is and, and you know the mercy players i feel like you guys are saying the same thing where you're like no no guys you think the res is OP? It's really not. Let me tell you, as someone who plays it, it's not. It doesn't come into play that often. So, like, these things, I think, are a lot more helpful for the devs to decide what to do than the sort of blob ranting, faceless ranting of, like, the conglomerate of Overwatch players just being like, Hog is bad, Mercy is bad, rah, change them, change them. And then the devs have to, like, come up with some solution. The solution isn't exactly what's good because they never actually addressed the core of the play style of the character, what was actually making them good, what was actually making them bad is never actually addressed. Instead, we're just kind of playing this roundabout merry-go-round where like we change this thing and change that thing and we keep coming back to the same problems. And you know, three years later after nerfing Ash because of the damage boost breakpoint, we're still here arguing about damage boost breakpoints. So my hope is that they will listen to the people who have like a thousand, 10,000 hours on a hero to just be like, hey, Guys, what do you think? Like, is, what is the core problem with the character? Tell us, and then they can go back and do whatever they want with that. I think that would help them a lot more. I think that would solve a lot of pain points. And I think it would stop with this, what I, my big pet peeve is the reactive balancing. The, we're looking at the stats balancing. You can't. You, if you're going to be 
competitive developers. And again, the way I make peace with it is I, whenever I find myself too angry, I take a deep breath and I'm like, casual game. Casual game, SCB. Because <laughs> um, I think if they want it to be a competitive game, they have to be in control of it. They can't let it they can't let what's happened then like oh shit we got to fix that now like they can't let the horses bolt and then try and rein them back in they need to have some element of like okay i we know what this is going to do and let's do it we know what introducing kiriko is going to do so let's plan ahead so that's my pov anyone else has anything to add before we get going i'm good no okay well Thank you very much, guys. It's been a delightful talk, actually. I think chat has enjoyed it. As, as heated as chat go, I think we've all enjoyed it. Uh, I've certainly had a blast, and I'm very appreciative of you guys' time uh, for, for giving me your time and your thoughts and being such wonderful uh, representatives and, and, and just having a great discussion. I thought it was a very fruitful discussion and very reasonably done. So thank you for a very good faith argument. Please go show these guys some love. If you go listen to this later on podcast services on YouTube, please show these guys some love. Their socials will be in the video description. Uh, and send them your subs and your money, please, uh, so they can continue to put out awesome content. Uh, but that's it from here. We'll be back on the stream in a second. But from these guys and from the podcast, we're signing off. So thank you very much, guys, and see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks.